Hey, Black African Power. What's good? What's happening? A well-organized lie. Defeats a disorganized truth every time. Woo-wee, man, y'all already know what it is, man. It's God killer in the house, man. And look, man, we got a powerful show today. And look, man, let's just get it cracking, man. I'm a rock squad up, Magi archers in the building. Please believe. Oh shit. If you ain't Sinetta, no time for that interview, dog. I put my shit out for niggas, I don't send it to blogs. Clan kill off the Buddha, not being discreet. One puff this big pops and projectiles. Between the sheets. Sun run, cold game, bring your cleats. The best flow blow, Eskimo, penguin feet. Don't need no blunt to burn You run the turf with ten niggas on the block That's a punk return, ayo Dolomite prototype soldier with the solar light Saber and he hold it like he hold a mic Golden ice benders Sipping on that overpriced poltergeist spirits Ripping at the open mic Spoke the nice lyrics like Mama move mean overnight Golden motorbike holding on some trying shit That nice neon kit is on it The king's libation with exotic liqueur Queen's vibration like a side of Shakur A lot of the poor imported foreign threads they ain't got at the store Nubian Kush and black top pottery jars 39% THC, the quality pure Old rappers try to spit ain't hot as before It's like I'm five flights above, busting shots at the floor Cats switch up their style when they ain't got it no more Cause they gotta keep their product in stores to feed their kids uh, see what that weed did? The yes man agreeing on everything we said I smell the mic like it's the love of my life Don't get sliced and beat with the butt of the knife Brother polite, I say I'm animalistic Cause I still be in the hood with my hand on my pistol The Hebrews think I'm cannibalistic E5 divination, channel the mystic Audio visionary, let's play poetical pictionary Picture me burning down your missionary Yeah then I send you religion That red dot on your head, that's Hindu tradition Invisible, independent, intrinsic shit I'll bring it all to an end With indivisible games Charles Xavier, getting your brain Mental anguish, a manifesting physical pain Wizard remains the dance in the chemical rain Breathe slow, then I'm up out of this physical plane Got military machinery that exercise weaponized greenery Shine out of jeopardize the scenery, son Bruh, the beam can time your distance Inclines convention, stop rising with no trend line resistance. The parabolic breakout, I'm F16 with the aeronautic fake out. The God killer, the God killer, the God killer, the God killer, it's the God killer, the God killer, that's who it is. The God killer, the God killer, it's the God killer, 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 the God killer. You got it on. Black African power. What's good? What's happening? A well-organized lie. Defeats a disorganized truth every time. Ooh, wait, man. Y'all already know what it is, man.
is dog killer in the house. Hey, and it's um and raw squad up. Look, and we coming to do, we got to do, and we're gonna do, we got to do. We standing tall, we standing strong. Hey, and it's um and raw squad up. Man, what's good, family man? Y'all already know what it is, man. Uh, we got one of them very, very, very uh important shows. But I don't want to freeze right here. And Jen, you got something to say? All right, all right, everybody. You know, tap um Akin Ma'at. So we're gonna have a really great show here tonight. We have the Amaral Squad um here with the Raising Awareness Group, and we're here to have a have a great discussion tonight. So, you know, we're gonna go into uh, some of our objectives here. So I'm going to go got already. Share. What you supposed to do? Okay. I stop. I pause for a minute for you to do your thing real quick. Yes, sir. Okay, so you know we want to start off with our African tradition, and I'd like to ask our ask on behalf of the Amara Squad, do we have permission to speak? Speak. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. All right. So we got the permission from the elders. So. Can y'all see my share screen? Yes. Okay. Hold on. Come one minute, Sanjay. Can you freeze one second, please, brother? All right, go ahead. Brother Sahotep, what's good, baby? I'm the raw squad up. Peace, peace. Can uh, y'all hear? Me? Yeah. All right. This external microphone. Mm -hmm. All good. But uh, all right, a piece of family to uh, esteemed guest, uh, peace to our listeners, and uh, people who are catching it on the back end because you couldn't catch us live. But uh, this is gonna be very informative, and hope you stick to, to the end. All right, all right, Doc. Oh, yeah, my yacht was good. I'm a raw squad up, I'm a raw squad up, brother. Ankh. I'm a raw squad up to the Army Raw squad members on the panel. Peace and power to uh, the elders um, on the panel. Peace and power to everyone under the sound of my voice, the, the, the people who are listening live and the people who will be listening in archives. I'm a raw squad up. Brother Smash Rockwells, I'm a raw squad up. Peace, peace, peace. I'm a raw squad up. Peace to all the elders. Thank you guys for having me here. I'm looking forward to a beautiful discussion. Let's get it in. Brother Nahishi, what's good, brother? I'm in Raw Squad Up. I'm in Raw Squad Up. Massive Warriors, Spears of Flying. Uh, I'm just here to support the team. I appreciate the elders having me. All right. What we got? Who we forget? Brother Wuja. What's good, man? Amara Squad up. Amara Squad up, and peace to the panel. Peace to the Amara Squad, and uh, I really appreciate uh, to be in the company of our elders to join us for this uh, very much needed discussion. So, peace, uh, thanks, and say peace to the listening audience who's listening now, and those who be listening in the archive. Hey, look! Shout out to all the families, all the clans. Massey Clan Warriors, Dagger Squad, you know what I'm saying? And Shashu, Monty Metanetra, man, they in here, man. I'm a raw squad up. And you my favorite, Brother Sandetti, what's good, man? 
I'm going to Raw Squad up. Go ahead, man. Kick that thing, man. Before, before we kick it off, I want to say I'm a Raw Squad up to Sister Naya. I'm not sure if she's going to be joining us later on, but I definitely want to acknowledge the sisters. I'm a Raw Squad up to Sister Naya. Voice of Fire. You're absolutely right. Appreciate that. Go ahead, brothers and gentlemen. All right, Take so we got away. all of our bases covered. Um, you know, again, we got the Raising Awareness group here with us. Um, you know, this is going to be a great, great discussion here. Now, the title, as you can see, is Restoring My Eyes from Theory to Practice, a Discussion Between the Generations. So, you know, we know that there's been, been a lot of discord in our community, you know, for, for many years. We have people on different sides. We have people um, who are in line. We have people out of line. You have people who research, people who don't. I mean, it's a lot of things going on, and this is our effort our demonstration on restoring balance, utilizing the principles of Iwapwele. So that's uh, when you're dealing with character, okay? You're dealing with a cool character, good character. And it's not just about what you're talking about, it's about what you're practicing in your behavior. So that's what we mean by from theory to practice, all right? And it's very important to have discussions, active discussions, between our elders and the younger generations and even the generations in between, okay? So, and if we don't have these discussions on a regular basis, then it creates a discord, disconnect. So when we reconnect back together, relink, reestablishing laws, rules, uh, camaraderie, cohesion, this is what we mean by ma'at. So this is our discussion. So. What we want to do here is set the precedence and the, um, the tempo for how we're going to do this discussion. And here are our objectives. We want to demonstrate critical thinking in group discussion. So it's important for um, all parties involved to do critical thinking and to put that in the forefront and not the emotion in the forefront. Okay. Even, even when we're dealing with emotional issues, et cetera, like that, we can take our higher mind and put it in the front and allow that to drive um, us to the goal. We want to demonstrate group problem-solving skills. And this is what this is about because we, we're always seeing people with problems, people are beefing and doing um, uh, a scholarship that's like rap-type rap battle, et cetera, all out of control. Well, where's the, where's the skills at? There's no problem-solving skills. So we want to demonstrate that here. We want to demonstrate balanced character and empathy. Empathy, in other words, putting yourself in another person's shoes to see that person's perspective. Not only that, um, you want to be able to perceive that person as having a valid perspective. Because a lot of times we see the other person is not being valid. That person has agency as well. The importance of intergenerational cohesion that I mentioned earlier. So that's cohesion and balance and interworkingness between the generations, okay? As a well-oiled machine. You have older parts, you have newer parts, et cetera, all working together. Utilization of African concepts to solution planning and action. So when you have a discussion of different views, you need to have a, have a solution in mind. So when you come to the table and you're bringing a, problem, bringing a problem or an issue, you should come with a solution 
already and ready to have it um, put in action. And lastly, rules uh, regarding our, our audience who are listening in who might be in the chat, we, we ask that you um, pretty much really save your comments until after the discussion. If you put anything in, this, in the comments, please keep it short. Um, of course, no profanity, no nasty talk, um, no ignorance, because this here is the higher-minded conversation. Okay. <clears throat> so here, I want to start off with, with um, two main quotes. This is the first one here. And I, I want to make it plain that the books from the University of Kemet Press is the official catalog of the Amara squad as well. And it's also spreading among the Kemetic temples as well, okay? So I'm gonna start off with this wisdom from University of Kemet Press. Instructions for self-mastery. Act when matters have not yet emerged and when things are still small, okay? So don't wait till things blow up, handle them right away. If you miss a step, it becomes difficult to go back and correct it later. Something that would have been simple becomes difficult because you did not act while matters were small. The fragile is easily dissolved. The minute easily dispersed. All things are fragile in their beginnings and those things that are tiny can be easily scattered. If you are entering a situation that is mature, you can see that you are already too late. Things are no longer fragile or minute. Um, that knives shouldn't be there, disregard. Then usually you have to use force to change things. So you want to catch your any any issues and conflicts, catch them right away, deal with them right away. And that's what we're doing here. Lastly, we want to look at Patahotep. We always honor our ancestors. So at the top, you see there's the metal nature there. In the middle, that is the transliteration. We're not going to read all of that. Um, you can go back and uh, pause this video, and you can, you know, you can check my translation if you like. So let's go ahead and move this around. So Patahotep teaches us this. If you are powerful, you should make respect of you through knowledge. Not aggression, not trash talk but through knowledge and calmness of speaking. Don't command the head or give orders except for guidance. For defiance leads to error. Don't let your mind get big. In other words, don't get big headed or don't let your ego get out of whack and it won't be humble. Don't be inactive, but beware when you tread. When you answer a speech and it's flaming, prepare yourself, control yourself. So that prepare yourself, control, self-control that goes along with the previous quote of self-mastery. So those of us who are, you know, who, who claim to be comedic, you know, it's important to consult the words of the ancestors. Consult the words of the ancestors. There you will find your wisdom. And you also consult your elders to find wisdom. Okay, so now, Let's, let's get to our panel here. Um, let me stop the screen share. <clears throat> so that sets the precedence for you know, how we're gonna move forward. Now, we're gonna go to the first question. What is ego? So I'm gonna give it to our elders here from the Raising Awareness group. 
you know, and to give your perspective on what ego is. And we'll start with our um, Saint Ware or Elder um, Mku Mz. What is ego? Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Saint Ware. I think your mic is still muted. If you can unmute yourself. Oh, that family, I did. Thank you. Oh, that family. Oh, that. Okay. I, I, uh, I'm honored to be here on the panel with the Amara squad, and uh, hopefully we'll have a good build tonight. And uh, we'll take advantage of this. This will be a, a great, great start in establishing a, a, a better relationship. We had one, we had one before, but <clears throat> this will make it for a better and more stronger relationship. And I appreciate you guys inviting me and my fellow elder and Khufu of the Raising Rana group here to speak tonight. Um, you asked me about ego. Okay. Um, I guess the best way to look at it is what is the difference with egocentrism and egocentric? Um, so we have to we have to we have to understand that there's a difference between the two. Um, somebody who has egocentrism as a if you want to call it a negative trait would have the inability to differentiate between their self and other people. So that doesn't necessarily make it a bad thing, um, but it can be. Uh, but you lose yourself by being ego-centered. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, being egocentric, uh, that person would be considered, at most cases, the center of, the center of attention, almost like, a, almost like a narcissist. Um, narcissist is a whole different, you know, um, category of somebody who's at the extreme level of egocentrism, but egocentric can be, um, a negative trait when you are always constantly looking to be the center of attention. There's, there is, there are times when you can be a front, be the center of attention. But once you get to the point where you are the extreme of that, that's what we're talking about. I think the egocentrism is not what we want, not what we want to talk about, but I think that egocentric is the issue here. And that's that's what I think about the ego. Thank you. All right. So now we're going to pass to Sinwer uh, Olatunji. Same question. What is it? First of all, I'd like to thank um, I'm a squad for inviting me. Um, uh, it's an honor to be here, to be with um, all of the brothers and sister, um, Dr. Maat, um, as well as the uh, listening audience. Um, some of you I've actually met in person, so um, already have a, a, a what I think is a pretty good working relationship. Um, some some better than others. Um, I've actually talked to regularly um ego for me um when i look at the ego it it is different than just having a degree of self-assuredness ego is is uh a person who is it, it it borders on arrogance in terms of how that person conducts themselves in regards to other people and other issues it becomes conceit, it's total self-importance uh, at the expense of everybody else. Um, that's the way I see ego. 
So that's the short answer for me. Okay, do I thank you for that? Um, little go to our brother Kufu. Um, if you want to make a comment on the same question, M Hotel. Um, this is brother Kufu. Uh, <clears throat> first of all, I just want to say um, thank you to everyone in Amaras Squad for having me on the panel and to be able to speak <clears throat> on this um, particular um, <clears throat> subject of tonight. Um, to me, the short answer would be, and I think Mku uh, explained it very well, but for me, it would be I would define it as an inflated self-esteem. Um, it, it goes like the old saying where your mom might have said too much of a good thing can be bad or, you know, somebody might have told you that. So for me, it's an inflated self-esteem. It can, uh, as Mku said, it can be a good thing, but it also can be a bad thing. Um, it's, you know, and to me, when I think about ego, always thinking about the, um, the scales of my eye, how you weigh that heart against the feather. Um, <clears throat> and if the, the heart is heavier than the feather, um, then we know the rest of the story. So that would be my um, short answer. It's just an inflated self-esteem um, when we look at um, egotism and egocentric. Um, so that would be my um, definition. All right, Dua, thank you for that, family. All right, so uh, Dr. Ma'at, like, what is your, same question, what, what do you think ego is? I, I share the same sentiments. Let me cut my camera on. I'm sorry. I share the same sentiments as uh, our elder Baba Inku on um, on ego. Ego can be a neg it, can, it can be negative and positive. Um, ego is simply self importance. And so I want to briefly come from the community of self. Dr. Naeem Oxbaugh's book, and in this book, he tells us that you know that the ego is a vital component of the self. Okay, he said the ego is the part of the self that speaks up for the rights of the individual. He said the ego's specialized function is to make sure that the individual needs of a person's self are not being violated. So that's the positive side of having an ego. But the ego, when the ego begins to rule the self, that's when you have a problem. And that's when the ego becomes negative, when the, rule, when the ego begins to rule the self. And he talks about that. He says that one serious consequence of slavery and societal oppression of African-Americans was the retardation of the ego. He says, when the ego is retarded, people don't like themselves. When the ego is retarded, people destroy themselves directly, indirectly, without caring. And he says, when the ego is retarded, it fails to motivate the memory to remember and the reasoning of the members of the community fall down on their job. So he says, you know, that the ego becomes a negative thing when it becomes the ty tyrannical ruler over the community of self. So I agree 100% with uh, the elder um, Baba M. Cool that, you know, having an ego is not necessarily, you know, a, a negative thing. It can be positive. We're supposed to have an ego. If you look at the comp components of self, um, you know, will, reason, consciousness, um, um, senses, and all of these other components of self, you're supposed to have an ego. But when the ego begins to rule us, that's when it becomes uh, negative. So that's all I wanted to say. All right. Okay. Excellent. All right. So our uh, brother Nahisi, uh, do you want to uh, comment on that? What is ego? Oh, thanks. Thanks. Um, it's nothing wrong with having an ego, but it's uh, the abundance of the ego 
because we look at ego, ego would be the Latin word for I. So if everything deals with you as I, 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 then that means that you have overinflated your ego. And that's why we need to really work as teams so we can all be on the same level instead of just one individual whose self-esteem has been, you know, overrated. That's all I say. But I agree with the elders and everybody else. All right, excellent. Hey, uh, hey, Jonathan, Smash, what's your take on on that? All right, we probably stepped away. All right, so we're gonna go to the next. Hey, uh, Asar, so what is your take on what the email is? Okay, peace. Can y'all hear me well? I was told that my mic was low beforehand. Uh, yes, brother. So I can hear. We can hear you. Loud and clear, or am I still low? Uh, you're louder, but it's just it's just as you talk, your 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 volume is like intermittent. So I don't know. Uh, but we can. I can hear you now. So I just keep talking. We'll we'll be able to work it out. Okay. Uh, so. Uh, you know me, me dealing with languages and things, uh, I like to have a more precise definition of things. And so I, you know, opened my old psychology book from, uh, Bernstein, Roy, Skrull, and Wickens, college version, uh, 1991. And you know, I've always had this question about what the what does the ego mean? Do Africans have the same type of concept? And you know, can you accurately transfer that to uh, an African? And so we know that this concept of uh, ego comes from Freud. And uh, so you know, in this text, page five forty three. You know, it gives, you know, the definitions. And so I want to uh, briefly just say what it is, but we got to understand the ego in context of the other so-called uh, layers of personality uh, types or the structure of the personality, not personality types, but the structure of the personality. So it's just one of those terms. So he breaks it down into three structures. There's the id, the ego, and then the superego. So, uh, According to this text, the id is a reservoir of unconscious energy, sometimes called psychic energy or libido, which includes the basic instincts, desires, and impulses with which all people are born. The id seeks immediate satisfaction, regardless of society's rules or the rights or feelings of others. In other words, the id operates on the pleasure principle, which guides people toward whatever feels good. Throwing the temper tantrum at your noisy neighbor's front door would reflect an id impulse. As children, however, they learn that doing whatever they want is not always acceptable. Drawing with mom's lipstick on the living room wall might be fun, but it might also lead to a scolding. As parents, teachers, and others place more restrictions on the expression of the id impulses, a second part of the personality, the ego, or the self evolves from the id. The ego is responsible for organizing ways to get what a person wants in the world. It operates on the reality principle, 
making compromises between the unreasoning demands of the id and the practical constraints of the real world. The ego is the ex executive of the personality because it tries to get needs met while protecting people from the harm that might result if they become aware of, let alone immediately acted out, their id impulses. Lastly, the more experience people have with the rules and morals of society, the more they tend to adopt them. As a result, children learn that certain behaviors are wrong and will even scold themselves for doing bad things. Introjection is the term Freud used for this process of internalizing parental and societal values into the personality. Introjective values should and should not form the third component of the personality, the superego. Should not the, the things people come to believe are wrong make up the part of the superego known as the conscience. Pressure to conform to shoulds, the ideal behaviors that people believe are right, comes from a second part of the superego known as the ego ideal. The superego might be thought of as an operating of as operating on the morality principle since violating either category of its rules results in guilt and so um I, I go through the the direct you know saying meanings because i find that you know people use the term ego but it's really out of context and it's really not in alignment with the data and so given that this is a european concept i always want to go to the europeans um for the understanding of their concepts so um that's how i defined it for now and um, i will pass it on all right okay so we have um we have various perspectives here so i okay so Ak, what is your perspective of um the ego you know i just like to use first of all I like to um shout out the uh Black Panther, man. Masi Clan, Clan Warrior, brother. My fault. I forgot you earlier, yo. My mistake. Hey, it's all good, brother. It's flying through those. All right. So I just like to go to the classic dictionary um, to make it real simple. Like Brother Saul said, most times we're using it out of context. And it's simple. A person's sense of self-esteem or self-importance. You know what I'm saying? So Really, who taught us what ego was, right? Like somebody gave us the wrong definition. We never took time to look it up. You know, we're lacking self-esteem. We're lacking self-worth, self-importance. And so people always say, brother, you got an ego. And they're using it out of context because it's simply self-esteem, self-worth, self-importance. And this is what we lost in the transcontinental kidnapping trade. We lost our self-worth. So I just want to just put that out there. We need to really start to define things the way they really are. All right. All right. Wu Jia, what you got? All right. Um, pretty much since I'm coming behind what everybody else said, I really don't have to add to it. I think I think between what everybody said, you know, I concur uh, with that. I do want to say that we we uh, I think that a topic of ego alone is a is a topic and subject that we sh we could actually do a whole. Uh, show on in and of itself so i, I want to let everybody know that it is bigger than what we are defining we're trying to keep it simple tonight and uh so i just concur with what everybody else said all right excellent um panther what you got you got anything 
Uh, I agree with Brother uh, Asar. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So, I mean, overall, what I think um, in regards to ego, um, I pretty much uh, can concur, you know, um, overall was being shared. A lot of times we're, we're really describing behavior and, and the behavior that we're describing is more so arrogance, you know, because, um, you know, everyone is going to have a sense of self. And of course, you sometimes we can have someone with an overinflated sense of self leading to narcissistic behavior. So when you look in the, the DSM, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of um, Mental Disorders, um, uh, Edition 5, you know, they can talk about that. Doesn't mean we go around diagnosing people, but I can get, kind of give you a um, concise idea of those types of characteristics that we can look out for. Um, so it's usually arrogance that we're describing. Um, I think we can all agree to that. Okay, now next, our last question before we get into more specifics, what is scholarship? Because in a community, you know, people, pe we have people who call themselves scholars, but don't specialize in any field, okay? It doesn't necessarily mean you have to go to school for it. You could be an autodidact, but if you haven't gone to school, you still have to go through the same amount of study that a specialist does. You can still do it on your own, and you still need experience. So, and that's what qualifies you as a scholar, per se. And <clears throat> so, again, a lot of times these terms are being thrown around loosely and people don't, aren't defining them, you know, at the beginning of their conversation. So, question, and I'm going to pass it here. What is scholarship? So, uh, we'll start with our elder, Inku. What is scholarship? What's that? Um, I don't know. I, I, I think I'm going to try to keep it simple here on the scholarship. Um, I, I know in my mind, and, I, and I'm, I'm not going to no dictionaries, I'm just going off the top of my head. Um, it is an academic study, could be an academic study, could be self-study. It's definitely achievement and it's learning at a higher level. Um, how you get there is any number of ways Everybody on this panel could probably tell you how to get there. But in my mind, this is what it is. Um, you're learning. It could be book. It could be, you know, the book knowledge. Uh, you said the uh, autodidact. How you say the word autodidact? An autodidact. Okay, there you go. Autodidact. Um, through academic study, academic achievement, uh, classical ways, going to school, all those different things. Um, so I just want to keep it simple. I think that's what... Uh, scholarship is a higher level of, of, of learning and of knowledge. All right, excellent. All right, do I thank you for that? Uh, Sinware, our elder Olatunji, what is your perspective on scholarship? Uh, well, for me, um, scholarship denotes serious study in a particular field or several um, fields of. Uh, of research, et cetera, or any issue that, that's relative to life in and of itself. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to have a degree, but you should show a, a, a high level of acumen in the subject matter in which you are discussing. Um, 
So that, that you know, scholarship becomes important. Uh, I know some people think you have to write a whole bunch of books. Um, and that does denote scholarship, although um, uh, um, some people don't have, haven't had the chance to do that for any number of reasons, you know, myself included. Um, although I have um, written some things. Um, so I, I think that the most important thing is um, dedicating yourself to, to doing, you know, um, research and, and, and learning in, what, in a particular field that you're discussing and or sharing information with. And, uh, and you put a lot of time in doing that. That's the most important thing. Um, if you get a a degree in that particular field that's great you know if you get a higher degree that's even greater and so on and so on um, but the to me the knowing of it is the most important um, um, standard of the scholarship in and of itself i'll give you i'm just going to use one example um Uh, Dr. Henry Louis Gates um, is considered a scholar. Uh, but when one asks what the uh, his PhD is in, it's in English literature. And yet, uh, when this whole idea of African-centered uh, scholarship, et cetera, et cetera, really exploded in the late 1980s, early 1990s, he was the one our enemies put out there to oppose the likes of um, Shekhan Tejot, Ben, Dr. Ben, Dr. Clark, remember Annie, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So for me, he would not have had the scholarship to be speaking to them on levels and dealing with the subject matter of which they had, you know, done the the, 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 uh, the necessary search. So that's that would be my my uh, you know overall definition of scholarship. Okay, all right, excellent, um, brother Kufu. What's your take on it? Um, I'll just keep it short and sweet. Um, I think Mku and Oatunji explained it very well. I would say intense, proficient, and concentrated. Uh, um, <clears throat> studying and learning. So that's how I would define it. All right. All right. Excellent. All right, Dr. Ma'at, what is scholarship? Brother Tejeti, can you hear me? Yep, loud clear. Okay, I don't know why for some reason, like my screen is, okay, this is how I blow it up. All right, so you say, what is scholarship? I was listening to everyone's responses. And again, I agree or concur 100% with Bob M. Cool. I think he hit the, the, uh, the nail, what is it, the hammer on the nail when he said that, um, that scholarship is high-level high level learning. Um, it's high-level learning. It's, it, it, can be, it's, it can be defined as serious, detailed study performed by a scholar, right? And then what is a scholar? A scholar will be someone who specializes in a particular area of study. So that's scholarship and scholar. Um, or scholarship can be defined as money. You know, I know you guys are 
defining it in the context of you know work and, and higher level learning, but it could be money given to support a student's education. So they're all different, you know, um, definitions of scholarship. But in this particular context, I know you guys are talking about you know um, high level learning and um, in detailed study. So I concur with with all of the responses that have been provided thus far. All right, all right, do I thank you, sister? All right, um, Nahisi, what you got? Mm, maybe he stepped away. All right, going to keep going. All right, Jonathan, um, uh, I think he fell out. Okay, so let's go to the next. All right, Asar, well, what do you see as scholarship? Okay, uh, you know, again, being the, the lingua file, uh, I always have to go back to certain groups. And so, you know, a scholar is simply a student and a particular student of a school and so uh, we can narrow that down uh, to what dr mahat said in terms of a uh, of a particular subject but first and foremost a, a a scholar is one who is a student and so one who is is focused and studies systematically a given body of knowledge which you know we normally break down into a, a particular school um, of, of thought maybe. So, you know, when you talk about scholarship, it's just that pertaining to, you know, that type of knowledge, that type of learning um, and, and the process. And so, you know, you could expand into what is good or bad, but that's, you know, subjective. That's another uh, conversation. So uh, I'll keep it within that parameter. All right. All right, do I? All right, Ankh, uh, what do you see as scholarship? Um, it, it sure as hell ain't hollership, and it sure as hell ain't foolishship, and it sure as hell ain't lookership. You know, scholars produce scholarly work. Um, we have a lacking of that in our community, lacking of that, but, um, you know, a scholar produces scholarly work. And I just want to, you know, I want to labor that. I want to get to nitty gritty. Go ahead. All right. All right, Mujal, scholarship. All right, to be brief, I agree with everyone else, but I will only add that um, uh, we have to, when we think of scholarship and we think of scholars, we also have to use the word rigorous because scholars rigorously inquire about different subject matter and they actually perform, a, uh, they utilize a proper methodology to advance uh, the subject in which they're inquiring about or they're affiliated with. All right, so I wanna make sure people understand that it's rigorous. And I wanna add also that since we're, on, since we're asking about ego and scholarship and things, that we really have to start to um, use these words properly in their proper context and not so loosely, uh, especially titles that are not really um, appropriate for the work that people are doing or not doing. So we just had to be mindful of that. That's all I want to add. Okay. All right. And, um, you know, uh, I'll put my last piece in there. You know, scholarship, of course, you know, Sarah brought up the term, you know, to be a scholar means that you're a student because that's what the word means. 
So, you know, are you a student? You know, are you are you at the feet of an elder or are you, you know, in some type of way where they're reading that person's work or it, it could be a, an older scholar. It could be that, um, you know, a, you know, scholarship, you're dealing with critical thinking skills. And that, that's something that's, uh, um, you know, not really emphasized or exercised in the general conscious community. So um, just some points to look up, you know, look up uh, Bloom's taxonomy. You want to look that up. That's the um, higher order thinking. You want to look up the Dogon order of knowledge or hierarchy of knowledge. Um, and you want to look up Hesed. That's something that we all here utilize. It's a comedic uh, concept of the correct method. So you want to be able to look at the methods and models of the field for which you are studying, and you have to educate yourself in such. Okay. So that's that. Now let's go to our next. Um, to our elders, do, do you have any uh, closing remarks just on, on that before we um, move on to the, to the details here? We're good. Okay. Um, I, I loved um, everybody's follow-up response. Um, it just brought clarity to the to the whole idea of scholarship. I think everybody, when you when you add all of the different responses together, you got the answer. I think all, all right. the responses kind of like you know you it, it really brought clarity for anybody that. that was not clear about about what it was. I think everybody, different pieces, it's like every um different pieces to the puzzle, and everybody's response just is like they just added to it, just built on it, which is what we're trying to do. Build. I think it's a beautiful response. Uh, um, brother Sanjay, if I may, I just want to add an afterthought. Um, sure. and I appreciate what uh somewhere Alatunji just said. So, uh, I also want to make it clear that. Doing scholarship and being a scholar is not something that should be taken lightly and it's not a title that people should grab and hold on to too loosely. Um, and I think that that's a part of a problem that that uh, not the person themselves, but but some onlooker may label someone a scholar or that what they're doing is scholarship and that is not what they're doing. And so it gets misinterpreted. And the reason why I say these things is because um, with scholarship comes certain responsibilities. It, 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 it um, also comes certain actions and reactions and the way it's conducted, similar to how a um, rules of any type of sport. If you are a basketball player, then you're going to conform to those rules and so on and so forth. And so scholarship has its own um, baggage, if you will. And I just want to make sure people are aware of that, that in other words, not, not everyone is a scholar uh, that we either call a scholar or they call themselves a scholar. I just want to make that clear. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Yeah. Let me ask you a quick question. You said to look up Dogon, because I wanted to Google what you said. Dogon. Um, uh, hierarchy of knowledge. Um, if you want a quick reference to that, you can go to this here. Um, start at the beginning by Dr. Charles Finch. He has a list of it in this book. Um, what is that? The Star of Deep Beginnings. Oh, Star of Beginnings, yeah. Yeah. Oh, on, yeah. I had that right here. What page is that on? Yeah. Um, Roman, Roman numeral page 15. So that's um, XVI. Page 15? Yeah. Page 15? Uh, yeah. Roman numeral 15. So XVI. 
Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. That's uh, that's what Tepe said. My apologies. Um, hold on. I was I was all comedic out. <laughs> I was looking at uh, Tepe. Hold on. Hey, Jetty, why are you looking for that? Let me say this real fast, brother. Mm-hmm. Well, that's exactly why the Umaran Squad was created. That was part of the venture to put some authentic scholarship back into the community because, you know, we recognized that the community had fallen from scholarship and was really on the pseudo ship. You know what I'm saying? Everything was pseudoized. Uh, information was a lot of misinformation. It was based off of white people's misinterpretation of our great African civilization. So that's why we actually formed the Umaran Squad. That was the vision to bring scholarship back into the community with respect of the ancestors and the elders. Okay, all right. So we'll come back to that. Um, I got you on that, Dr. Mott. Okay. Oh, I, was I was waiting for you to give up the page number. Okay, <laughs> hold on. Okay, all right. So that's uh, Roman numeral um, 18. So it's XVII. So I'm looking at it right. I'm looking at it right now. So it's not it's not Roman number fifteen. It's Roman number eighteen. XV. That's three. That's three eyes. Then yeah. Jerry so Benny so Bolo so and so they. So we don't have time to go into it, but that um, that's a model. Okay. All right. Got it. Got and it. The Tepeseb is on fifteen. Okay. All right. Okay, now let's. We want to um, talk about how how do we get to this conversation? What brought us here? So there's been been um, you know some recent debates and discussions that brought us here. So we want to you know get this clarity. Now that we've laid the foundation, now we can move forward um, in my eyes. So uh, you know I want to uh, have Brother Asar Imhotep uh, come in and and discuss his perspective on how some of these things came to being. Um, especially regarding to the recent debate regarding uh, the the excellent works of Diop, um, and then you know we'll have uh, our our elders bring their responses in afterwards. Uh, with that, Sar, please can you hear me? Loud and clear. All right. Um, so we're we're here uh, trying to. To an extent, reconcile uh, a situation as a result of a conversation that was had on the Raising Awareness Group's uh, YouTube channel, um, where the guests were. Uh, our three esteemed guests, uh, Brother Enku, uh, Brother Ola Tunji, and uh, Brother Kufu, with two other guests, uh, Infudishi and Dr. Takah Kilimanjaro of Ukimit Press. And so the title of the video was Egos Out of Control. And this is one of the reasons why we started off the program defining egos because ego was never defined in the actual conversation uh and so in that process of discussing things in general 
then the conversation went into specifics and then individuals were named and so amongst the people named in the conversation was Sarah Sutinsetti, Young Pharaoh, the Amon Ra squad in general, and then Asar Imhotep in particular. And there were a lot of claims made that were not justified and In my opinion, I spent the whole not. week getting the show together and I'm stuck in the car. This is this don't can't start. Be don't start. This cannot be happening to me right now. Don't start. I need to mute your mic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, there were a lot of claims made and and comments made about subjects that the panel was not privy to, um, were ignorant of, and there was a lot of lumping into, you know, one singular blanket concept for which we have this discussion now where we have uh, um, egos. So some of the things that were brought up in that conversation um, and a lot to do, you know, saying with me and my name, um, we was called a race traitor by Infodishi. Uh, Dr. Taka claimed that because, you know, uh, we're having a public debate about a claim made by Diop that we're digging up Diop's name and slandering it. Uh, by the mere fact of the conversation. Um, and Fadishi uh, also called us an agent. Uh, and so then the aspect of public conversation about stuff was brought up. So the, the idea that we should have these types of debates and stuff in private about public information that are in books and have been discussed for a number of decades in the public, in the university and uh, media sphere. So we're just supposed to automatically just go back into the private and have a discussion to resolve, but ultimately in private, I don't know. Um, that there was a claim by Infidishi that we, uh, in, in a, another discussion that we had in terms of science versus uh, spirituality, and properly defining the two, that somehow we were arguing that we didn't need spirituality. Um, and, you know, the whole concept of eldership uh, came up in um, the scholarship of Ansertima and Homex, uh, had the Metonetra been deciphered and Walter Williams, uh, their acts. Again, Infidishi, what is our end goal? They don't understand. And, you know, a whole host of, uh, of things and claims, you know, saying man. And so one of my problems with the dialogue was that most everyone on the panel 
has direct access to everyone in the Omicron squad. And not one individual ever contacted either through social media or through a phone call with their cares or concerns regarding allegedly our behavior or to even get clarity on any perspective for which there is obviously a lot of misunderstanding. And so in the end, because there were no direct quotes, there was no no evidence whatsoever. It sounded like a group of old men on the porch gossiping like a bunch of middle schoolers. And it was highly disappointing for me, especially with with some individuals who I uh, hold in high regard. And it's not so much that our names came up, or at least my name in the conversation. Every other week, there's a video made by someone who mentions my name or someone's name in the squad. It just comes with the territory. I was just more depressed about the sloppy scholarship involved from a group of individuals who are promoting scholarship, especially from someone who has written books on research methods, that this individual didn't even have the basic research skills to look up some of the things which he could have got clarity on. It's Google-fiable, if we can coin the term. A lot of the, the, the stuff that was misunderstood. And they would have found the answers to some of these uh, cares and concerns. And so it's, it's on one end, you know, I'm not surprised. But on the other end, again, I'm disappointed. Um, especially, again, since we have direct access to these individuals and no one reached out at one time. And this and this is ironic because my last book, Nesubiti, chapter 16, is dedicated to African concepts of leadership and elderhood. And so I'm very familiar on the characteristics of an elder and how they're supposed to operate within a society. And based on a lot of the commentary that was had on that video it's clear that at least with me because my name was brought up the most my name was brought out directly that y'all don't even know who i am and so i wanted to have a brief conversation uh and, and introduce y'all to who i am and so i'm just going to share a few slides that I put together. And then I will gladly pass the mic and I'll be quiet for the rest of the duration. So take your time, brother. Um <laughs> I titled this brief presentation. Uh hold on, let me go full screen. Uh full screen. This is going to be a second as it comes up, and y'all let me know when it shows up on y'all. 
second down, it would appear. Uh, for some reason, it just does this. So this is a slower computer, which is why it's so small. Uh, oh, there we go. Okay, so I titled this, Let Me Reintroduce Myself. Because ultimately, my character was slandered in that program. And The underlying sentiment is that I'm someone who is not uh, worthy enough to challenge certain ideas from certain elder scholars. And I'm hoping I can, you know, uh, reinforce something. So this is something I don't do on a regular, you know, um, I don't do it at all. And you know, because it's unnecessary. But at this point, it's necessary. So, <clears throat> the the underlying sentiment was that I was anti-Diop and anti-Obama, that I was throwing their name through the mud. And it's very surprising, given the fact of who I am, what organizations I'm a part of, and what I represent. And so, Again, this is my latest work, Nesubuti King in Ancient Egyptian. And I note again that the, the second to the last chapter, after chapter 16 is the conclusion, I have a whole discourse on elders and leadership in the community. So when somebody asks me about my end game, what's my end game, what's my mission, it's clear that they haven't read any of my works. And so the very last book, that I, that I published has to deal with leadership in the African world community and the lack thereof. And so I draw from indigenous African systems to remind us what leadership is in the African context and their responsibilities. And so of course, this has to deal to a certain extent with elders. And so what I saw was unelder behavior. I saw childish behavior. And I expected more. So, hold on as I move this up. Okay. So, <laughs> what I have here to start off, I'm going to start off, and, and believe me, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. So, stay with me as I do this. So, this is a Skype con conversation from. Um, 9-4-2016. There's a young man out in Israel, Tel Aviv, Israel, who belongs to the Baluba people of Central Africa, the Democratic Republic of Congo. And every now and then we'll get together and we'll exchange notes um, comparing the ancient Egyptian language with Chiluba, his, his native tongue. And so he's familiar with my work, he's familiar with the, with the scholarship, and he's actually involved in that process as well. So he's doing something in his own way 
and sometimes we compare notes. So this is a transcript of it, just copied and pasted. So I say, this is Mia Sar and Hotep. This is Patrick Kukuya Shiuma. So Moyo, Moyo is a, a Chinuba word just meaning greetings. Um, so greetings, how are you? He, he replies back. I say, I am well. I saw you logged in and I decided to say, hey, how's things been where you're at? So he replies, that's very nice of you. I'm still in Israel, still researching. So I reply, respect. Continue your studies. You're on the verge of some major discoveries. And so Patrick says, I'd say we. I think each one of us brought his stone to the building. You know, Professor Bilolo spoke about you to people back home. He continues, he's the elder. And if he says your name among other elders, it means a lot for a lot of the Luba nation, especially those involved in recovering our history. And I replied, that's an honor. And then we continue our, you know, saying discourse. But I have this highlighted for a reason that there's a professor B. Lolo who speaks about me to his people back home in the Democratic Republic of Congress. He's the elder. And if he says your name among other elders, it means a lot for all the Luba nation, the Luba nation, especially those involved in recovery. So who is this Professor Bilolo that he speaks of? So this is Dr. Mubai being a Bilolo. He was born in 1953 in Kabwe and Kaka in the Kasai region of the Congo Kinshasa. He's a citizen of the Luba nation or the Bukama Empire. He is actually of royal lineage. He is a prince of the Chinima or Shinima Noma, of the Prince of Kabie, the kingdom of Ikole or Matamba. So he is a scholar who is also of royal blood. He is the head of the Shek Diop Center for Egyptology within the African Institute for Future Studies, which is an institution of the African Union for the fundamental research and the formation of the inventors of the African future with headquarters in Kinshasa, Congo. So he's the head of the Sheikh Anta Diop Center for Egyptology. Keep in mind these names are dropping. He is very well educated in a number of disciplines. And so he spent 25 years in university training that involved four phases of study. And so the first phase was philosophy, anthropology, sociology, and African religions, theology and human sciences. The second phase was philosophy, social sciences, and fundamental theology. The third phase was Egyptology, ethnology, African studies, and religious sciences. Phase four was political science, sociology, infrastructure, economics, and the environmental management. He was trained by the best specialist of African linguistics and Bantu, Professor Dr. Kadima Kamuleta, by the best specialist of African oral literature, Professor Mufuta Kabimba, and by the best specialist of African religions. Bilolo taught Pharaonic religion and other African religions in 1978, 1979, as well as Eastern religions, uh, 
in African philosophy, philosophical hermeneutics, and philosophy of language. From Patahotep to Gimme, Wigginson, Austin, Sir, Record, Hedegger, Gadamer, and others. He taught the concept of nature in Agnaton, Plato, Aristotle, Augustinus, Descartes, Kant, Hegel, Edgar Morin, etc., before coming to Europe to finish his PhD. I'm going somewhere. So he has written a number of texts. And so this is one of his texts. Uh, he mainly writes in French and German. Well, he only writes in French. Well, mainly writes in French and German. He also writes in his native Chibaba as well. So this is uh, towards a Chi or Egyptian Coptic and Luba dictionary, uh, Bantu uh, vocabulary, and Egyptian Coptic in the essays of Homberger and Benga. Uh, here are a few other of his books. Uh, in French, this Tuleshi Kapia the Yanga Chikam is in uh, Chiluba. Everything else is in French. This is his book on Amen. The the creator and creation and Memphite thought of Armada, uh, and a whole host of other texts. This is this isn't all of them. There's there's more text. <laughs> this is from the the short German Wikipedia page on Dr. Mubai being Abelone, and so I have highlighted here orange something uh, in particular. Uh, uh, this aspect. So, you know, if you type in Mubai Bingi Bilolo in, you know, Google, probably one of the first pages that'll come up is this German uh, rendering of it. But I'm just going to highlight this right here. It's written in German and, and I translate it. So it's going to be on the next slide. So this is the German. So if people are reviewing this, you can, uh, you know, check my German, which is very bad. So I had to get Google assistance. Uh, most of these words. Um, and so it says here at the top, topics of his scientific work are Egyptology, history of African philosophy, African religion and philosophy, uh, the philosophy of history, and the history of philosophy of history. I know that sounds confusing. In 2013, he was awarded the International Prize for African Egyptology in Paris, and was admitted to the circle of Negro African scholars in Belgium. Included in that group is Sheikh Antadia, Kizervo, who's the editor of the first UNESCO methods uh, book on the general history, the general uh, history of Africa. Um, Obinga, we all know who they follow Obinga is, and Wimwinyi Kweshi, who's another uh, influential theologian on the continent. So a lot of these names may be uh, new to some folks because they're more well known in the francophone world in the, in the german speaking uh african world and so english has a ways to catch up to uh you know the knowledge of these uh, african scholars so at the end of 2013 on the occasion of his 60th jubilee so he was awarded a uh the the, the african egyptology prize for african egyptology in paris and was admitted into the circle of these esteemed africans so when i say dr bilolo there's a there's a, a a group of individuals. There's a very few group of individuals you can put this person in, and that is with Shekhan Tadiyab, that is with Obeda, and these other uh, scholars and theologians that we mentioned here, who are big names in Africa. Again, I'm going somewhere. 
So we all heard about the 1974 Cairo Symposium, but not many are familiar with the 1993 uh, symposium that was held in uh, Barcelona, Spain, for which Dr. Alan Anselin, uh, Vinga, Bilolo, uh, and others, you know, continued that discourse from the 1974 symposium. So Bilolo was one of those uh, individuals there. And so this is a screenshot of an email that I received way back in 2013, uh, just a little bit after his induction uh, amongst these, these pillars of African scholarship. And so it's in French. So I just wanted to get the screenshot. So, you know, those reviewing can review this and look over my translation. And so what what happened let me give a little background um there was an email sent that was asking about me uh in my scholarship because i was using the chiluba language and i'm obviously not a chiluba speaker uh at least by native blood and so some of the scholars wanted to know who i was and how the heck i started knowing all this chiluba and so dr bilolo is one who responded to them and this was one of the second emails and so we'll get to the first one in a little bit again um, this this is all coming to a point the the author of the first email uh, his last name is uh Nganga Buka. and so uh, this is bilolo addressing him and then he goes it was i who responded to the letter of june 8 2012 during my last visit to Houston, just 12 months ago, I met the Houston group around the Star M Hotel in the Department of Black Studies of the University of Houston. One of Asar M Hotel's parents seems to be from Mozambique. This is this is uh, not accurate per se. Uh, he's recalling my DNA test, where my DNA, my maternal DNA, uh, went to Mozambique. So that's what I informed him. He interpreted it as that's where my mother is from directly, but that's not the case. So this could explain why he finds himself more easily in the Chiluba language. I do not think that the Luba Online Dictionary and that the Luba Dictionary of Morrison can explain his whole approach, and I put in parentheses, uh, to the study of Chiluba and Chikam. And Chikam is just Egyptian. In addition, in this group, there are young people who come from different countries of the black world. I had asked Dr. Kalamba Nsapo to involve him in the Melange Ngindu Musheta and other works that will follow. In short, we carefully follow his research while leaving him a great space to exploit his own intuitions. Have a good day. He, ends, he usually ends all his uh, emails with Osiris' son. And then this is my name in Chiluba. Mwana Mushkila wa Chijila. So y'all may not know me by that name, but that's my Chiluba name. So um, that book, shortly after that, I actually got an email from Dr. Kalamba. And I've already worked with Dr. Kalamba because I translated one of his books from French into English, and you can find it on Amazon. Um, and hold on, let me pull it in. Yes, Praying in Africa. And so he's comparing um, the concept of prayer in Africa and he's using um, some prayers native to Chiluba and um, 
in comparison to Akhenaten's uh, hymn to the Creator. And so that is my translation into English from French, uh, Dr. Kalamba and Sapo. So that was published in 2012 when we finished that. So this is 2013 and then in 2014 uh, was published the other book that they mentioned. So in, in, I'm just translated from the French and I'm, I'm going to get my name, Unity and Plurality of the Truth, Essays in Honor of Professor Dr. Alfonso and Gindu Mucheta. And again, this is another uh, powerful African theologian, even though in the, in the Christian set, uh, he kind of crosses many boundaries. And so this is edited by Columbus Sample and Dr. Malam, uh, So this is uh, published in 2014. And so my article is chapter four, right after Bilolo's on uh, the etymology of Baat and its origin in family. So um, again, I'm getting to a point. And so this is the first uh, email and this is my translation, or at least of the first part. The other part is, doesn't pertain to this. So, uh, so the other individual who we mentioned earlier, he says, this, June 8, 2012, one of you made the following suggestion. And so that's what Bilolo was responding to. So Bilolo was saying that I think he can better, talking about me and Sarmotep, can discuss Muntu and Intu uh, better than most uh, Luba speakers. He has an article on the Chikam Remetu, or the word Remich, for uh, the, the people in ancient Egyptian, and the terms Muntu, Luntu, Tuntu, Baluntu, etc., as well as on Chikam into uh, and these other forms, common to Chikam and Chibantu. Uh, attested in Coptic, it is not common in Chiluba in the broad sense, excuse me, attested in Coptic is not that common, uh, but in Chiluba in the broad sense has all these terms. Uh, you have certainly received an invitation to visit the link to sarmhotep.com to have a necessary information regarding the new book from this relatively uh, young uh, adult researcher. So they're talking about me and my, my research in the Congo. So everybody that's, that's emailed on there are professors of theology and linguistics in uh, Congo, and some are spread out in Europe, in France, and places like Belgium, things of that nature. So he mentioned that when he came to Houston. So this is a screenshot of a video that I have uploaded of Dr. Muba being able to when he came to Houston in 2012, excuse me, 2010. And so um, I had I had translated, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, I had translated, you know, parts of this speech because he's speaking in French and this young lady that we have here who's actually from Nigeria. Um, we had her translating. So this is the link that you can visit. And so during the course of this um, this talk, and he's relating the the Egyptian language and arguing that it is a Bantu language. So that's the crux of his, his art, excuse me, of his talk. It's about almost two hours long. Um, so at three minutes and 32 seconds, you know, this is when I, I just introduced him. So, you know, say so now he's, he's beginning to talk. And so he says, yes, thanks. You know, uh, greeting audience. He says, thank you for your presence. When we left Dallas, we thought that everyone had already left because they were having problems 
with renting their car. He had visited Dallas. He actually has family in Dallas, but he lives in Belgium. He's from Congo. Um, and so most of the people, you know, had already left, but there was a woman that stayed. And I made sure that I recorded it. So, you know, those who didn't attend could, you know, get the wisdom of uh, Dr. Below. So, uh, but we are going to take Mr. Asar out to talk over a glass of beer. It would have probably been a smoothie because I don't think I'm doing As you know, he's a great researcher with regard to ancient Egyptian and Negro African languages. In four minutes and 36 seconds, he says, talking about me again. So all these, all these sidelines is when he's mentioning my name. He plays on the methodological level, Mr. Sars. Methodologically, very important role that most scientists as well as linguists and so-called Egyptologists have not yet noticed. For me who knows the problem, I tell them, the Egyptologists, you have a genius who is budding and that you must all support. In five minutes and 28 seconds, I said that Asar plays the strategic role methodologically in the research of the connections or in the demonstrations of the Bantu character of the ancient Egyptian language and culture. In 18 minutes and 45 seconds, he mentions my name again. He says that and the work that Mr. Asar has done is to check whether I'm right. So he's, he's telling you here that he's not just accepting what I'm saying, that he goes and verifies everything that I write. You know, um, and he applied it to very strategic words, like the word God, goddess, like the word Osiris, you know, that he sometimes write as Asar, and that spelling name. Good, a word like, excuse me, a word like Osiris and many other words where he tries taking now the dictionary entries, the Chibantu, and we teach from Bantu languages, we see that we are able to contribute, and he's talking about to Egyptology, and to go beyond. Therefore, to go beyond what exists today and position Africa at the forefront of research on the Nile Valley, to position it at the forefront of its research so as to be the best. In 20 minutes and 42 seconds, he says, now, starting from the Bantu languages, we can see that we are able to contribute to go beyond what exists today, to position Africa at the forefront of research about the Nile Valley. This work that I'm doing here, Asar has control, means it's just his way of saying verified. He went even further. So he's saying that I've done some work, but Asar has went further. He has discovered this. When we say origin in Lingala, we say Ibandeli is the beginning. Indela, Indeli. So when you see me say Madu Indeli or Madu Indela or Madu Indeli, this is the word, you know, this is what Indela Indeli means. It's the birth, the generation. By Indela means those who generated us or those who begot us. And if we take the nuances in Lingala, it means that which is at the origin, at the source, the primary cause. So I highlight this because he's saying, that I advanced his work. And so, yeah, so that's that. And it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this this way because you have to understand that this individual who the African world in Egyptology and linguistics 
who is of royal lineage in the Congress, who speaks positively to me about all the elders, excuse me, to all the elders uh, in the Scholastic community and in his community, where people all the way in Israel is hearing about this, not only um, admires the work I do, asks other scholars to ensure that they publish my work in their work, and that, uh, and he told me personally, he said he, he wouldn't, um, that he told Dr. Nsaba not to publish it until, you know, he had an article for me in there. And so someone who advances his work and also goes through the process of verifying it, not just regurgitating what he says, that, that should tell you something. So for those people who don't know, he's like one of my uh, main mentors, the main reason why I use, I use Chiluba in my work. And, um, you know, sought him out a good number of years ago. So it's about 10 years now I have been studying, you know, saying under him. And so for this person to, to, to do all of this and keep in mind that he's in the Diopian school, so when we talk about all those, those are people in the Diopian school. And that's the reason why you know, I, I make sure I highlight that he's the head of the Shekhan the Diop Center for Egyptology. You know, and it's published with Obinga and others. And so when, I, when I'm thinking about elders and what elders do, you know, he's one of those people I consider uh, an elder. And so here's another email from, for example, uh, Dr. Wade Nobles. And so um, I copied and pasted the next slide so you can see it fully, but this is a screenshot from my email. So this was when in 2014, in February. And so Kenneth Nunn is the one who, uh, no, my bad, it's Kenneth Nunn who sent the email. He, he CC Dr. Wade Nobles. But this is, this is going to be important here. He says, Brother Asar, I am on the planning committee for the ASCAT conference. I am putting together a panel to recognize Dr. Fukiao's, another scholar out of the Congo, to African-centered thought. In particular, the panel process to discuss the teaching and writing of Dr. Fukiao and the contribution he made to our recovery and understanding of the African worldview. Dr. Nobles, was originally scheduled to present on the panel, but cannot. He suggested that I contact you instead. I have seen the paper you provided, Dr. Nobles, with your linguistic analysis of the meaning of Amit. It is very good, but somewhat off topic for the panel I have in mind. Uh, do you have another presentation that is more in line with the topic of the panel that I can propose to the planning committee? If so, I will forward your information on to them and let them know what they uh, decide. In any event, I look forward to meeting the ASCAT conference in Newark. Again, why would somebody like Wade Nobles think of me first to replace him on a panel to honor another uh, well-dignified African scholar? This is, I attend the DIOP conference. I've been attending for the last 10 years. And in 2015, I was a featured speaker, and I also got this award from the Diop Conference. We keep bringing this name Diop for a reason. 
as you can see, and as it's kind of dusty, so this picture is uh, informing me that I need to dust this award off the wall. Um, but the Diopian Institute for Scholarly Advancement presents to Asar Mhotep the DISO Award for Intellectual Initiative and Academic Action. Uh, the 27th Annual Shekhan Diop International Conference, October 16, 17, 2015, Philadelphia, PA. And, you know, there are a lot of individuals that you can put in the Diopian School who contributes and advances the work of Diop. You know, uh, sorry. So, we, of course, we know Diop and Dr. Theofalo Bingham. We know Dr. Ricketti Almond and Dr. Jacob Carruthers. Others may not know uh, Abu Bukri Musalam, you know, one of uh, Shekhan Diop's uh, protégés, direct protégés. Uh, Babakar Sal, another uh, African scholar at the European School. Um, of course, the one, the first person to formally teach me meta nature, uh, Baba Ankh Mira. And of course, uh, one of the latest in that school, Brother Jean Claude Dubot. Now, keep in mind that Dr. Bilolo, one of the major figures in uh, Africology, in Egyptology, and linguistics makes it a point to talk about my methodical and scientific approach to the study of, of history to the point where I advance Excuse me, Asar. Excuse me real quick, Asar. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, did you mean to unshare? Because your screen went black for a second. Just want to make yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I stopped sharing. That was the last slide. Okay, all right. Sorry, continue. No problem. So, it, it, when, 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 I say that I'm in the Diopian school, I am bona fide by these elder scholars. And I have the words to prove it. And that's just a few. I could have went on and on, but I didn't want to do that. So when someone like Infidishi, someone who makes public arguments that they found a 100,000-year-old African woman in a spaceship with locks, and somebody who um, argues about crystals and chakras and ancient Kemet and using your third eye and all of this other kind of stuff has the audacity to question my uh, loyalty and agency. You know, it's it's heartbreaking and it's disappointing especially from someone who was supposed to be an elder and someone who on this question is not even qualified to make the kinds of argument that he made on that show regarding my work on the meaning of Kemet for which he has never read and the same thing with brother Taka is brilliant and accomplished as he is. He is an expert in his field. However, on this question of Kemet, on this thing of linguistics and Egyptology, I am their elders because I've been doing this longer and I've been publishing longer in these fields. And so for 
y'all to come together and act as if I'm like some lightweight that who is he to to question a point made by Diop is disingenuous and y'all are definitely misinformed. And so while I do engage with um, people in the, the conscious community, it's because I'm trying to bring all of these African scholars to the forefront of these people in the community. And I know we have personality issues and we deal with them appropriately. But if somebody from the academic world doesn't bring these scholars to them, they will be stuck with old and outdated information regarding their African history. And so, um, of course, you can tell by my conversation that I feel some kind of way. And again, my perspective, it sounds like a gang of old men gossiping about matters in which they don't know, especially on this meaning of Kemet for something I've been studying for 20 years and debating with scholars for 20 years. And so, you know, I, again, I don't do this often, um, but I have to remind folks sometimes that, you know, it, it is, there's, there's no disingenuousness with me. There's no slandering of Obinga and Diop. Diop is a source of acclaim. And this, and this wasn't even um, focused on Diop. It's on the word itself. But this is how we do in scholarship. You have to name names. We just don't speak in general and then try to have a scholastic conversation. That's not how this rolls. And so I want to say, however, you know, given the, you know, I did have the opportunity to talk uh, with uh, Brother Olatunji earlier this week and uh, Dr. Dakar. And, you know, they both have apologized um, Dr. Dakar stands firm on two of his his uh, his points, um, and the others he's apologized for. And so um, I acknowledge that publicly. I wish he was here and Infodishi was here to have the dialogue because y'all had the conversation about some things that y'all weren't privy to, and y'all just messed it all up because y'all were not informed. And there are consequences on social media when you do stuff like that, which is why the Armour Raw Squad is policy for us to always have receipts when we're, when we're talking about things. And we quote people directly so we don't misconstrue their thoughts. And it's because of situations just like this. And so with that, I've said my piece and we can continue the conversation. Okay. Um, uh, thank you, Asar, for um, uh, clarifying your perspective. You know, I want to remind everybody that, you know, um, yeah, there were, um, again, some feelings involved, you know, here. Um, you know, things got pretty intense. Um, however, you know, we still have the ability to keep things under control and leveled. Um, so I believe that's happening so far. And again, and as, you know, as Black men, and women, we put things on the table, how we feel and perceive things. And then at the end of that, our objective is to 
come back together and move forward together. Um, and also as another point of clarity, I had a conversation with Infodishi um, uh, personally um, tonight, you know, and we able to clarify some things and inform him about some things that he was not aware of, um, which otherwise would not may not have at, uh, come to this uh, conversation um, that leads to this uh, video. So I just want to acknowledge uh, that we did have a conversation. Um, and again, and I wish he was here um, as well, but he was informed of, the, of this conversation um, and what was going to be talked about. So I want to put that out there. Um, now, do we have any responses from my elders? Um, I'll start with uh, Senor Imku. Um, if you want to, you know, respond to Asar. Motep. All right, Motep. Do our brother Asar, I appreciate your comments. Uh, I truly understand how you feel about this particular subject and the matter that it was handled. Um, I want, to, I want to extend my apologies to you, not necessarily for the individuals that had things to say, but for the fact that it came off of the Raising Awareness Group platform and that I was involved in that. Ola Tunji will have his words to say after I get done. But I understand that in order to be an elder, and I want to say, I want to show you something real quick. This is your book. Okay, uh, I may not understand it completely, and I haven't read it all yet, but what stands out to me is that when I first got that book, I did not know what paradigm meant. I knew that it was linguistics. I learned a lot more about it when I, when I got into your book. So I have a lot of respect for your scholarship. Um, the importance of us to sit here, me, myself in particular, Brother Olatunji, is to take this shit, and excuse my language, like a man. Because we made a mistake, bottom line. And the, the object of the video meeting that we had, um, I would equate it to a passion. I think people who are passionate about their people, who want to get the work done, try to get results, Sometimes a passion can get inside um, and it can run, it can, it can burn a fire within you. It can, it can get out of control. Now, I didn't specifically say anybody's name, but the fact of the matter is, is that I was involved. So I have to take responsibility for that. My whole idea here is to, is to foster the goodwill, admit the mistake, obviously, that I made. I do have an empathy for how you feel. Um, and the squad in particular, every individual there, I apologize to. We can do better than that. Um, we'll stand on our square as men. And we'll regain your confidence as elders. You know, we didn't get there by mistake. But if you have individual you know, um, differences and opinions, we can talk it out like men. And... If I knew, I, I want to give you an MQism. Let me give you an MQism. This is my little, this is my little thing now. And I think I mentioned this to Ankh. We did have a conversation earlier, and I think I mentioned this to Ankh. Hindsight is the wish to recreate the reality of a history that has already been written. We don't have the benefit of hindsight. Because once it's done, it's done. 
We have to live with what we do. Sometimes the wisdom, the age, the knowledge, sometimes it does not help us. We are human beings just like everybody else. We have our failings, we have our indiscretions, we make our mistakes. So that's what I'm here to do today. The relationship with Dharma Raw Squad and the Raising Awareness Group and the elders has always been a good one. Um, I think that we probably could have had more contact with each other and, and maybe better develop the relationship. I think maybe we can do that now, but we'll see how that goes. I don't want to add too much more to it, but I just, I just know that it's important for us to be examples and a model of the African modalities that we are trying to be in a culture that is very, very important to all of us and that we stress the principles of Ma'at and the spirituality of the African. So I will have other things to say as we go on with the meeting here, but I just wanna make sure I say those things, it's important. And uh, I wanna thank you guys for allowing me to say, say what I need to say and express yourself. Say what you need to say, get it off your chest. We're men, we'll take it. We'll stand on our square and we'll move on. Do I? I really want to say that uh, from the beginning, Brother Imku, Brother Opportunity, and Brother Kupu, uh, all was willing to agree to come and have a dialogue with us. Uh, and so the other two, for whatever reasons, they, they didn't show up. But these three uh, said that they are willing, that they're going to do it, and they kept their word. So. Um, you know, it is it's crazy how that sound. I still think that all three of these men are uh, individuals of integrity. And so I do appreciate you all for uh dialogue that's in hearing us out. And uh, you know, and again, you know, uh we're all so we'll we'll move on, you know, saying from this. But um, I just appreciate y'all uh for that. Thank you. Do it, brother. All right. Also, I'm sorry. Um, make sure you um, check your mic. You were just a little choppy. We, we heard you, but it was just a little choppy. Um, uh, uh, Senor Olatunji, you want to, um, you know, come in? Uh, sure. Um, I'd like to say, first and foremost, that one, I mentioned some individuals at that, that meeting, although I never mentioned Asar's name. Um, the, the main um, individuals um, on that of the Diamond Bar Squad. Uh, they're not a part of the uh, uh, Mosi clan or, or the Dagger Squad. So, um, but I, you know, I, I, um, because I was at the meeting, I, I would, I would, um, you know, and I'm a part of the Raising Web, <coughs> and I apologize for how everything went down, even though I cannot um, speak for the uh, individuals in, involved, they have, to, they have to do their own thing. Um, as regards to Saw, well. Uh, Elder, one second, I didn't mean to cut you off. What did you say about the Masi clan and the Dagger Squad? I said I never mentioned them. Oh, right, okay, yeah. all right, go ahead. Yeah, uh, at the, uh, um, as regards to Saw, 
I have, I don't know if y'all can see this, but I got this probably not long after he wrote it. So um, I don't have, this is the Bacala of North America. Um, so I've had this probably about maybe seven years, maybe. Uh, so I've supported his work for a very, very long time. And I think Asar knows that. He should because I've said it to him a number of times. Um, and, and I've certainly spoken highly of him to others. Um, I've spoken highly of him to Sanjetti. So I respect his, his, uh, his dedication, his acumen, uh, and uh, his methodology and uh, how he uh, does his work. Um, and I'm highly impressed with him. Um, I told him this. I told him this to, to his face, not just the other night, but I told him this other, uh, other times as well. And I'm sure he will attest to that if asked. So I've never not supported his work. Um, so I just wanted to say that. Um, as regards to anything else, um, the individuals that I mentioned, I stand on that. And those individuals were, there were, there were essentially two people that I spoke of. And that was uh, Seti and Young Pharaoh. Those are the only individuals that I mentioned by name. You got uh, my backing on that. Huh? I said, you definitely got my backing on that. Yeah. And I got your back. So, Trust me. <laughs> those, are, those are the only individuals I mentioned by name. And uh, because it, you know, and I'll say this again for anybody else, and I'll say this to them, to their face. Anybody that knows me knows that if I say it, I, if I say it online, I can say it in person. Their behavior is part of why we did the video that we did. Mm -hmm. It was them and individuals like them that did the video. It wasn't even about the information per se. We could, we could use individuals like them if they cleaned up their behavior. They cleaned up how they did things. We have to be the best examples of what we want others to be. We have to exemplify what we say. Um, and that I'm reminded of a conversation I had with Sanjeti earlier today, and I said something to him. Not, and what I said was, in 20 years, all of y'all are going to be where we are. So y'all have to be the example for that next generation. So how y'all conduct yourselves will be extremely important because we want to not just, just be putting information out for information's sake. We're trying to save the race. That is our mission, to save the African race. I'm not concerned with any other race. I'm not concerned with any other race's feelings about what I say about them, period. My only concern is us, both here on the continent, I mean, both here in America and elsewhere in the world, as well as on the continent. That's what I'm concerned with. So uh, Native Americans, Hispanics, and all, I don't give a damn about none of them, none of them. And I make no apologies to anybody for that. So that's my statement of that. Um, I've been doing my own 
you know, living and working in the black community and doing other things since I was about 15, 16 years old. So I'm 64 years old now, so I've been at this a long time. I don't know everything, don't claim to know everything. And so I want to make sure that everybody knows that I don't think that I know everything. And I try to be as humble as I possibly can. So I'm, a, I'm going to end my statement with a quote because this quote reflects me and how I, how I operate at all times. And it goes like this. When a man or woman who is honestly mistaken hears the truth, he or she will either quit being mistaken or cease to be honest. I have always chosen to quit being mistaken. And so in this regard, uh, whatever um, mistakes I might have made in that meeting, I will uh, quit being mistaken because that's that's my goal, because I have to exemplify what I what I want others to do. And I want y'all to to because uh, y'all going to take our place. So we want we want the best from y'all. As y'all demand the best from us, we also demand the best from y'all. That's our role. All right. Um, Dua, that was, um, you know, that was heartfelt. Um, yeah, I, I was feeling that, you know, definitely. Thank you for that, um, Elder. Okay. Um, and Khufu, do, do you want to, um, do you have any comments on that before we move on? Yeah, I just wanted to say um, that I have um, utmost respect um, for Ansara Imhotep as as well as as well as the uh, the rest of the um, Amara squad. Um, <clears throat> um, I take part responsibility because um, raising awareness group. I am the co-founder, and raising awareness group dot com is in raising awareness group media YouTube pages you know, part of my platform. Um, I obviously cannot speak for other individuals as I do not have the permission to, um, but I can say with certainty that the topic of discussion was not aimed in particular at Amin-Raz squad. Um, myself as well as MKU have actually talked about this subject for some time. Um, <clears throat> I would like to believe that because of some recent events that maybe the particular people had those things on their mind when we had the conversation. Um, MCU actually did two presentations, one on integrity and one on critical thought. So this conversation actually veggie back, as I like to say, not piggyback um, off of those particular um, presentations that he did. Um, but once again, um, <clears throat> Have the utmost respect for Asara and Hotep. Um, um, we both reside in the same home um, city. Um, I have Asara's books. I've purchased them from him personally. Um, you know, I've seen him plenty of times um, in various events. I came up to Malife Kente Asante Institute, um, set in on his lecture, and actually purchased his books from him, uh, um, as well as you, Sanjeti. Um, when you had your lecture up at uh, Temple University, I was there in the front row. Um, <clears throat> when Amran Squad uh, had their event um, at Black and Nobel, um, myself and Mku, um, our late brother, um, good brother Ivan, he was there. Um, 
as well as some others was there as well. So um, the Raising Awareness Group has always been fully supportive of Bomb and Ross Squad. Um, <clears throat> and um, as, in, in my presentation, um, <clears throat> I, I spoke on this bridge, um, this bridge of the youth and the elders. And I'm always conscious of how the youth uh, views me in particular, and in particular, my own child. And when um, I try to set this example for her um, moving forward, um, letting her see me interact with elders and myself and Mku and Olatunji as well as, as well as the other elders, we have a very good relationship. And I think that's important for the people to see, um, not us uh, bickering and arguing, um, you know, um, information and scholarship is one thing, but it's important for, for the community, especially our women um, and children to see that us as uh, black men, as well as black females, um, have a good working relationship. And we can agree to disagree on some things, um, <clears throat> but it's important for them to see us um, um, doing things um, with integrity. And when we have issues that we're willing to admit that we may have some wrongs and be willing to fix those things and keep that bridge strong. Because as Ola Tunji said, it's about our race. And I, I will hope everyone here on this panel uh, uh, cares about that with great importance. Um, so once again, I just want to, um, you know, um, apologize for, for my part because I was on the panel. And um, I hope we can mend this bridge and continue building it going forward. All right, thank you for those words of wisdom, uh, brother. Um, definitely right on time, you know. <clears throat> okay, so I'm gonna move on to the next. Okay, so uh, we're gonna move on to brother Ankh um, to explain his perspective, you know, on, um, on the state of the college community and things that were um, mentioned in the video and wanna allow him to clarify um, you know, his perspective on that. All right, Brother Ankh. Uh, Brother Ankh, you got to unmute yourself. Okay, can you hear me? Loud and clear. All right. All right. Um, first, I would like to, Uja, you got that clip ready? Uh, I'm sorry. Let me get it. Let me get it ready. Yeah, get it ready. Um, what I first want to do is I want to kind of read something from our uh, Facebook group. Um, and so we all can kind of get what the mission is. It was stated in the video that we didn't necessarily have a, a mission. Uh, that's that's complete absurdity. Um, appreciate the elder and the brothers from raising awareness. Uh, I had a conversation with them. Uh, earlier today, I'm not going to be phony. I really didn't want to have a conversation. I wanted to have a conversation after we did what we did, because this is an environment that I was raised up in. There were no rules, there were no regulations. The elders didn't leave us rules and regulations on, on how to study, on what to do, what not to do, and what to do when the community is being attacked. We never got that memo. And so I just had to make it up as I went. You know, sorry. So um, not necessarily am I elder, you just consider me a young elder. Not a new elder, but a young elder, 51 years old. Um, and I just felt like um, I don't mind being, I don't mind the fact that maybe the elders 
don't respect us based off of their limited understanding of who we are and what we do. I'm cool with that. So you don't have to respect our word, but what you can't do is you can't disrespect us. And I felt like we got disrespected. Anytime you clump Brother Saw's name and Amaral squad in with Sarah Stupacetti and quote unquote, the young pseudo, that's very, 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 very disrespectful. So I would just like to say, imagine a world, specifically the conscious community, without the Amaral squad. You can close your eyes and think about what be going on. It be loaded. It's already loaded with pseudoisms. You know, people scared to say something because their money might get messed with. That's a fact. I'm not here to sugarcoat stuff. You know, elders don't necessarily want to get into it because they might end up in this type of situation. I get it. But who in the hell is going to step up? I decided to step the hell up. So you got blog talk and you got YouTube. All right. Starting, uh, I think blog talk was 2005 and I believe YouTube was 2006. And, you know, I was a part of that bunch uh, 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 of renegades that quote unquote, put that what you want to call scholarship up on YouTube. There wasn't no presence. There wasn't a presence on blog talk. Started with chief liberation. We was on that rocking hard. There was no other place you could go to get conscious stuff on blog talk because we in the media age and we was at the forefront of this. You know what I'm saying? It's like actors, actors and football players. If you're not on Instagram, you're in trouble. You're done. So if you wasn't on YouTube and blog talk, you was wiped out. So I took it upon myself to do what I did. It was one show on blog talk radio. I must concur. It was Brother Saw, and he was bringing a real scholarship. I wasn't even at the level of the true scholarship. I was bringing what you I like to call the street scholarship, where you figuring it out, you going to the libraries, you going to the virtual museums, uh, you know what I'm saying, you going to the college universities. You know what I'm saying? Brother Saw was there bringing the heavyweights through. Now, like I'm saying, I, James Smalls, right, he's definitely an elder, you know what I'm saying, of the Amaral Squad family. He has supported my work. He has supported Amaral Squad work. He has supported our businesses. Shout out. Same to Brother Dakar. That's why I was taken back a little bit when Brother Dakar did what he did. He has since called and apologized. Appreciate that, bro. And he said he would make a public apology. I'm definitely waiting on that. So I support Comedic Press. Absolutely. I support the books. Now, I do not agree with that All Mag chapter. That's a bunch of crap, and I'm just going to say it. It's one of those lingering effects of what I would like to call Blackism or colorism or the lookership. What do I mean by lookership? Well, you know, you got like uh, Leo Hansberry, right? You also got um, my brother that wrote the book, uh, Nature Knows No Color, Joel A. Rogers. So Joel A. Rogers didn't have no rule book neither. Joel A. Rogers had to go to different places and actually kind of uh, uh, figure it out, you know, to bring this thing forward. And, and he did a lot of lookership. I'm not going to knock him for that. You know what I'm saying? You got to get a man credit. He, 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 he was at the frontier. There was no way for him to do what he wanted to do. He had to figure it out. And for that, I respect him. He was a rebel. But he used a lot of lookership. So as you go back through his works, you can find a lot of stuff that's one dated, outdated, and two, not based off of 
what we need to push forward in the space age. And it's just that simple. Ain't no knock on him. It's just the truth. And so I, I heard Brother Saul said the best. He said, man, I'm not beholden to no groups. I'm not beholden to no individuals. I ain't beholden to the daggone truth. That's why I, I've never signed up for a group of elders to hogtie me. Hogtie me. Never signed up for that one. Never signed up for individuals. It happened to me one time when I was in the New Wabians, and they damn near put me out of that because I would always question them. All right? So, so I knew after that experience of, of truth and falsehood, strings and mix, I would never go down that road again. Never go down that road again. So it brings you to the point of understanding is there wasn't an elder rule book on what to do and what to say. It wasn't there, man. Y'all didn't leave. Y'all never gave us that. It wasn't a rule Well, you got to uh, sit at the feet of the elders. Hell, Dr. Ben was too old. John Jackson was dead. John Henry Clark was dead. It wasn't that. And that next layer, let me just say it, that next layer of quote-unquote eldership, right, they was teaching pseudoisms. I just got to say it. And the word pseudo is simply telling you that it appears to be real, but it's not. So you got people like uh, uh, Phil Valentine, uh, uh, Elbert Blair, may the force be with him, uh, the great Bobby Hemmett, you got um, separate this now. I'm gonna say the greatest pseudo of them all, right? I'm gonna say it is Dr. Malachi Yoke. And I'm separating it because he had a crime against humanity. And the crime against humanity and the crime against the babies is a crime against humanity. So I'm gonna make sure I make that line right there. Put that line right there. But he was teaching pseudoisms, he was teaching pseudoscience. He wasn't teaching with John Henry Clark, Dr. Ben Charles Finch. Um, uh, Shigandy, D.I., Phil, Foul, Banger. You know what I'm saying? They what, you know what I mean? You know, we can rattle them off. Feel me? We can rattle them off. They wasn't teaching that. All right? They was teaching white people information. And that's the darnest thing. That when I came to the uh, conscious community, the thing that was bubbling and is still bubbling is, quote, unquote, the pseudo information. You can go to any lecture in New York City Right, right now they spent they they spent sixty seventy dollars a ticket to talk about Ryan, Ronald Reagan ain't dead, uh, quote unquote, um, Barack Obama. You know what I'm saying is the son of Malcolm X, and everybody stand up cheering. You know what I'm saying, and when the real information come through, yeah, you know I mean they throwing tomatoes at us, right? So who in the hell, who in the hell wants to be in that environment? The thing that really had me perturbed. Because the elders have been silent. One, they were silent when the pseudoisms was being taught. And now I understand why. Because a lot of them was teaching pseudoisms. And I'm not saying they really understood that. I'm not going to say that. But I'm saying that's what they was teaching, whether they recognize it or not. Okay? Two, you had Wesley Muhammad, true Islam. He had a group. Right? He had a group called, quote unquote, the uh the Allah team. And back then he was called True Islam. He ran through this community like a hot knife going through butter. And nobody stood up and challenged him. Said he ran off and coward like he normally does, the same way he ran from the debate about the meta nature, him and the young suitor. They ran, they cowered off, they disrespected Dr. Oyama Yat, they disrespected her name, disrespect. 
but they ran like cowards. But yet they still cheered them and they lied and they deceived people, but yet they still cheered them. But nobody stepped up and said anything. Nobody said nothing about the pseudoisms. Nobody said nothing. Try to stop Wesley Muhammad. They let him run through when he tried to blackenize Islam and make it some African thing, quote unquote, when he tried to make black Arabia, quote unquote, African, right? He was using trickology. He used trickology and he used scholarship. Misappropriate scholarship on said subjects. Nobody responded. The great Walter Williams, which was one of my favorite teachers and still is. No one challenged him on the meta nature. I don't, no one challenged him. When I say challenge, I'm saying, Dr. Walter Williams, man, you got to challenge him with the scholarly work. You just can't talk about it. And, we, and we'll let Wujai get into that. So you got issues that was running rampant in the community. We had pseudo teachers. Remember I told y'all, just imagine that world. Suppose we never had a step up. So we, we brought methodology to the community. All right. We brought, we, we brought back the real teachings of Dr. Ben. John Henry Clark, Chicken Diaz, we put that back in the forefront. We was no longer wanting to be controlled by a chakra doctrine. We didn't want to be controlled by the goddess doctrine. Oh, the black woman is God. We know she is, but the black man is God too. We didn't want to be controlled by the homosexual agenda when you just say the black woman is God. Who is the daggone man in that situation? So we wanted to balance it out. Nobody challenged none of that at no time. What was I supposed to do? I seen how Wesley did it. I said, well, let's form a squad. I'm a raw squad. Reverend Jetty, he already know, primary member right off the top. Primary founder, plain and simple. Right there. So we formed a team, right? Formed a team based off of just sheer, wouldn't have the real information, just wanting to really protect our elders. That's why I started. That's why we all joined up. We signed up to one, protect Africa, two, protect the elders, and three, put that real homework and do what Diop said. Diop said, man, the thing he hate the worst is being unchecked. Something close to that. That's why we saw the Amra squad. Let me read our mission statement real quick while we into it. All right, let me see this. All right. Let me get it all on. One second. Hey, Wujah, that's on the website, right? On the Facebook group, right? Yes, it is. It's in the um, description box, description of the Facebook group. I don't see it. Can you read that for us? All right, give me a second. If my thing ain't moving fast enough, or oh, it ain't. So, I, you know, sorry. You know what I'm saying? There wasn't no damn rule book. No one left for rule book. It wasn't there. So, you know, it was rough on the edges. And, and we working, you know what I'm saying, to get away from that roughness. You know, and as for the ego thing, I already knew the ego. I already knew it wasn't even defined properly. I understood that from the jump. But the squad was designed so that if it was a thing as egos or a thing of being out of control, it was designed so that one person, you know what I'm saying, couldn't just push the button. That's what it was based off of. Like one person couldn't just go crazy, start cussing the elders out. You know what I'm saying? So we formed that council so that one person couldn't be out of control. 
and we vote on these issues. We do it like we should have always been doing it. We do it like the community should have been done. We put a council in place where one person couldn't just be out of control. Remember, that wasn't nothing like that was in place. You know, said he ran out of control. Even tried to put himself on the same measure as Dr. Ben. Even lying and said he said it to Fee. He ain't never said it to Dan Fee, no Dr. Ben. They claim that. Nobody checked him, though. Brother Reggie did, though, and they all threw tomatoes at him. I remember that. I did remember that. So what I'm saying is we came in an environment where it was already out of control, where monatomic gold, chakras, this in Egypt, spaceships in Egypt's on the glyph. They all taught that. I'm ready. When There's an army of pseudoisms against us. And I hate to say it, a lot of elders is leading that army. So there wasn't a group of elders that we could sit at the feet of, is what I'm saying, because they all had the pseudo in their game. Now, I'm sure there was some, but I'm saying as far as being visible on YouTube, where it really counts these days. It's always essential to write a book, but it's also important to have a presence on YouTube with the proper information. The same when Blog Talk, when that was rocking. There wasn't a group of elders on YouTube and Blog Talk Right, it didn't bring the pseudo game with them. They wasn't there consistently. You had the ones I just named that was there consistently teaching pseudoisms. My thing is, man, I support all the elders. I was really upset about about infidelity. Man, I held this book up, the Purple Book. Right, please buy this book. Brother Sinjetti is in that book. I was proud of that to see Brother Sinjay in his book. I was proud that he was a student in for DC. Right off the rip, the elders always had a pass when it came down to the Amaral squad because we understand the importance of elders. A group of young brothers and sisters or community without elders is not even a community. We recognize that. So I was like really taken back when we was clumped amongst a group of individuals that don't give three flying beats. And then, you know, back in the day, I would have said that cuss word, right? But, you know what I'm saying? We got checks and balances. So I never understood how a squad designed to protect the elders and the customs and traditions, and I'm going to prove that, right, would be the first group to get called out. Just through me. How is it that we was the first time the elders decided to really speak up like they been should have spoke up? The first thing, the first time they decided to do it, we get thrown in. Wuja, you got that so you can read our mission? Yes, I can read it. Please read it. All right. Uh, people can find this in our um, Amara Squad group under the description. And it reads, Amara Squad is a collective of some of the top African intellectual minds working on behalf of educating the masses. This online forum allows for the information to be disseminated to the public in a direct manner. We will take a topic request on various issues and look for solutions. We invite anyone to be a member and the forum discussions will be shared to help others in online and book forums in the future to help the next generation. Our mission is to promote scientific literacy in the African-American community. Our goal is to develop educational programs, challenge academic institutions as it relates to the African history and linguistic studies. 
Our purpose is to publish African-centered books, conduct research studies, and to create businesses and grassroots economic opportunities. Amon Ra Squad is dedicated to transforming the conscious community by using the proper methodology, rigorous academic study, and scholarship. We believe in critical thinking, peer review, and defined problem-solving techniques. We believe in analyzing, synthesizing, and evaluating information before arriving at conclusions. We balance our mission and purpose by honoring our traditional African beliefs while using the scientific method as a guide to empower African American communities. Amara Squad up. Mm-hmm. So it was easy to find out what it was about and what our end game was. So you got uh, Sister Naya. Uh, she has a master's degree in psychology. Where you at, Dr. Mayak? Peace and love, peace and love, brother Ark. So, so, mm-hmm. so, so we say, Doctor Mayat, not the corny conscious community, Doctor Crap. See, we don't do that. No, that ain't what we do. How many years you had to go to school, Doc? Oh my gosh, look, I'm looking for my book right now. <laughs> oh, here it is. Ah, looking for my dissertation right now. Um, four years undergrad. Uh, five years total for graduate school. So a total really of nine years. And I took, a, I took a break in between, but about nine to 10 years studying electrical engineering at Morgan State University. Mm-hmm. And you teach there, am I correct? Yeah, I teach there now and I'm a full-time faculty member. Um, I teach electric circuits, electric circuits lab, signal systems and transformations, Signal systems and transformations. Um, da, 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 and next, yeah, signal systems and transformation. Digital communications and wireless communications. I'm sorry, it's like five courses. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Black kids. Absolutely, at Morgan State University, um, I think we're uh, we have eighty six percent of our population is black. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's this sister that got berated in front of the corny community. The, 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 the damn dummy didn't even recognize that you don't have to be a medical doctor. This is this is the pseudo now. Mm. You don't have to be a medical doctor to be a doctor, but we got people asking the community don't even know that. The ignorance permeates. So mm. you got this sister here, right? Well qualified, mathematician, par excellent. Man, she can go back and check the, those mathematical figures that Diaz put out there. She could absolutely do that. I just want y'all to know that. Like, why wouldn't she do that? Why wouldn't she stand on his shoulders? The most disrespectful thing you can do, right, is to read the books, right, of the great ancestors and great elders and allow mistakes to be in there and not tell the rest of the world and correct them and move forward. It's called standing on the shoulders. And that's, that's how right. I took it to be. That's right. Hey, uh, hey uh, can you go through, you know, guess some of the background of the other members, too? I mean, I, you know, that was, uh, I mean, I, I was coming in next. <laughs> Let's give her, you funny guy, <laughs> brother Sinjetti, right? Man, we didn't put up pictures of you actually being in the lab, actually dealing with science right there. Give us some of your credentials, brother Sinjetti. Well, you know, I went to school for um, pre-medical biology. Um, I'm a medical technician, certified uh, emergency medical technician, you know, so it's a science background and training, Okay. Um, and then, you know, we got the, the, the background of Asar Imhotep. Um, Asar, what's, what's your, uh, some of your background training in schooling? He's working on his master's degree in computer. 
computer science. Computer science. Okay. And, and he has a school even prior to that. Wujao, um, you have some professional background as well. And uh, what, what is that? Yes, Maryland University, College Park. I'm from the DMV. What's up, DMV? Uh, yes, Computer uh, Science Network Administration. Mm. Yeah. So I have a scientific background. I was uh, placed uh, fourth in the entire citywide of Washington, D.C. in the science fair and on a juniors and a uh, high honor society. So that's my uh, background and my uh, area of focus has always been computer. I've always been a tech guy. Math and science was my thing or is my thing. And then you got Brother Nahisi. Your background, Brother Nahisi. Might have phased out. Might have stepped away. So how about Smash? You know what I'm saying? Like Smash, you know what I mean? Like Smash, plain and simple, uh, is a bona fide rap artist. Uh, he started the high, him and his buddy started the Hyro Crew. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, dedicated, you know what I'm saying, to studying the language, the glyphs. You know what I'm saying? When he come to East Surrey, it's like qualified to challenge the curators, you know what I'm saying, in museums. All right? I'm just letting y'all know what it is. So that's that's the crew. Do you got Brother Ben and Masi? He has his master's degree, right? But I'm saying what I want to let y'all know is everybody that I just mentioned, right, man, they all start from humble beginnings. I saw I tell you, he didn't miss meals. He grew up in the damn projects. You know what I'm saying? I, man, I, I used to be a daggone drug addict, dope dealer, dope dealer supreme, bunch of foolery. You know what I'm saying? Got me out and been through her trials and tribulations, right? She came back from that to be an outstanding person in the community. All of us been through all of that. So I don't never want to hear the crap that, yo, they think they better than us. Now, it ain't that we think we better than y'all. Y'all think we better. That's the damn problem. We come from the same place every come from. I come from the greasy streets of Baltimore City and didn't even have to do that. So at the end of the day, man, look, man, we was always qualified to do this. Just call it luck. Just say I got lucky and put the right people together. All right? Just say that. But whatever it is we hear right now, and we love our elders, and we honor our ancestors and our customs and traditions, but I never signed up. So if my ancestors believed in God, I never signed up to be in agreement with that. If I looked at it and didn't understand it enough, right, and felt like it wasn't helping us, then I could check, I, I could do what I need to do for my family. So I didn't sign up for the good old follow the leader type of thing, right? I'm an original thinker. All right, let me let me jump right in. Play that clip though. Then I can jump right in. All right, so I'm gonna start it at. Uh, 119 and so you let me know when to stop it I'll just let it play yeah it's it's the fine elder brother I question whether somebody else does but don't say nobody else can the last thing I want to state this is out there too this is out there with this other confusion that spirituality (laughs) is not the way to go spirituality is not science stop that I'm saying to myself the spirit stop that Right. So what's the position of the Amara squad? Let, let me first say this, that no, spirituality ain't science. Two separate things. Spirituality ain't morality. Two separate things. Anybody want to add something real fast? 
Asan? Yeah. Um, you know how people say we can't use the word God because it's Germanic and not African? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I say the same thing with science. Mm -hmm. So when people try to say spiritual science, I'd be like, you can't use the word science. That's not African. <laughs> yeah, but it's not African. People pick and choose what they want to believe. And, and, and isn't consistent across ideas. And, you know, we saw that. And plus, it was just misinformation. We didn't say nothing like you didn't need spirituality. No. It's just simply, science is not um, spirituality. It just is what it is. And we, and we proved that using nothing but African sources. So we always have receipts for everything that we say. It's a fact. Well, I, I just want to add to oh, that. Boy, yeah, I just want to add to that that um uh our elder uh Mfundishi misrepresented our stance uh with that statement and that just like math is not science, but math and science can be worked uh together. Uh spirituality is not science, and we have never said that spirituality is not the way to go. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't allow it. Brothers and Jetty? Yeah, you know, um, science in and of itself is a process of investigation, you know, whereas, you know, spirituality, this is the way you live your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you're dealing with, et cetera, prayers, rituals, et cetera, culture, science, science is, 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 the, is, the, is the rigor. You know, you don't have to be spiritual in order to do science. Oh. Mm -hmm. Will you adopt? I'm right here. I'm you right here. Some of that? No, I mean you brothers. I mean you going in? Uh, I don't. I, are we talking about the meaning of science, or I'm not going to lie. I was on my phone just now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> it's all great. No, what we um, talking about? Where, where we at? Um, tell me where we are. No, nah, we. I, I played the clip real fast. One piece of it when Brother Infidici claimed that we 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 claimed. Oh that yeah, 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 yeah. That science and spirituality are the same thing. They're not one and the same. No, they're not. Yeah, they're not. Mm -hmm. No, they're not. Who else? When he, no, I don't even. He's not there. Smash not there. Well, let me also make this clear. Um, in regards to science, you know, again, I, I'm trained in science, and mm -hmm. you know, in the classroom, you know, I don't, I don't bring. You know, let's say what we call our duo into the classroom. You know, when I'm analyzing DNA, <laughs> okay. um, I thought you, know, you did, man. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just just being real. You know, um, <laughs> and and I don't. I'm not going to bring you know the, the the scientific method into you know the arena where I'm practicing duo per se. Okay, mm -hmm. because that's not the, that's not the purpose. So mm -hmm. that's what that's what's meant by saying. They're not the same. It doesn't mean that we're not spiritual. Facts. Okay. It simply means one arena may not be, is not the same as the other. Okay. Sometimes people may say spiritual science. Okay. Because you have procedures in how we do ritual. Me personally, I think a better term for that might be ritual practice, mm -hmm. but that's just me personally. You know, I don't, I can't tell anybody else what to say. Um, but, you know, many times we just want to have clarity because what you're looking at is rituals, mm. okay, sequential steps. Mm. Um, so, but again, that's, that's just me. 
Yeah. You know, or, or and lastly, you know, if, if I'm doing a procedure to save someone's life, okay, if I'm doing CPR and I've done that, um, literally not just in practice, but actually done that, I don't have time to think about ritual, you know, or I don't have time to think about spirituality per se, okay, because I have one minute to save this person's life, okay, and you know, or or in a, or in the OR in the operating room. Okay, so this is why people were saying it's different. Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean you don't do spirituality because we're we're all spiritual, and many and many of us here are actually initiated in African spiritual systems. Hmm. So, don't right. thing. Let right. me make this clear. Just because I'm a real black atheist, and I ain't never said I was an atheist, let let's get that clear, right? Right. You can't put that on the rest of the squad. You know, you got to ask them how they define who they are and what they do. All right, so go ahead, finish the clip though, Wuga. All right. Spiritual teachers created the scientific methodology that they're using. Absolutely. They haven't, they haven't done their research yet. That's, That's right. like saying, well, ancient Kemet. If they knew those, what those priests were teaching in ancient Kemet, they would right. know that it was tied to, everything was tied to spirituality. But you got, you got a whole, the same group of people we're talking about are pushing an atheist Darwin theory and right. are talking about spirituality has no place in the new movement. And I'm like, <laughs> that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. You're talking about the most spiritual people on the planet and the very- Not being spiritual. Stop being spiritual. <laughs> that's crazy. You know, so, I mean, yeah. Wesley Slipes made a statement in one of his Blade movies. He said, there's always some fools trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> that, right there. Yeah, all right. I know. I know. I know. I know. Right? Okay, so let's get right here to it. So, first of all, we're all familiar with this work right here. Chronology of, chrono, chrono, chronology of the Bible. A Challenge to the Standard Version by Joseph Benyakin. We're all familiar with this, am I correct? Mm -hmm. So, I wrote a complimentary piece right here, all right? It's called the Chronology of Human Evolution, Unquest. So if you'd have got my work, I explained my stance on what atheism is and what it's not. I'm going to come right here, all right? Page four. It says, before we look at the differences between RBA, that's real black atheism, or Rebuilding Africa, that's an acronym for Rebuilding Africa, Real Black Atheism, and BA, which is Black Atheism, they say we must first look at the etymology of the word atheist, which generally describes, right, a person without God or one that denies God. And the original meaning, I will get into what the original meaning was, right, quote unquote, in Civilization of Barbarians by Shagant Diaz. So we come right here real quick. It says, atheists generally do not acknowledge the differences between a black or white culture. It says they do not support traditional systems and most of the time they correlate African agencies as pseudo. Therefore, using the European paradigm, an atheist is simply without a God. It says this is important when addressing the behavior of black atheism as a separate discipline from white atheism. It's say because as we can see, atheism does not deal with culture. Yet the reality of being a black atheist is apparent 
in the community. Why did I make that statement? Well, we know for a fact that this brother that wrote this book right here was, was definitely a real black atheist, right? Man, God of Civilization, John Jackson. Yeah, so who was he the teacher of? Well, hell, he was the teacher of this guy right here, Dr. Ben. We know Dr. Ben was atheist, he did not believe in God. Man, he wrote great words like African mother civilization. What else we got here? We got um, Nile Valley, Nile Valley civilization. Uh, did I bring that one here? No, I didn't. Yeah, I got it. I don't know. Right here. All right, right. Then we know one of the greatest scholars we got that was first up in Harlem, right? Hubert Harris which I'm proud to receive that the first uh, award at the first annual Sarnetta TV Award. Shout out to Sarnetta, man. They don't know who you really is, bro. They don't really get it. I do, though, man. Thank you for allowing us to put that real scholarship out. But, yeah, so the Amaral Squad had about, got about six awards at the Sarnetta TV Awards, all right? Trust me with that. Hubert Harris, man, he was an autodidact for sure. He spoke about three, four different languages, right? He was the first guy to ask, one of the first guys to actually stood up. They called him Black Socrates. He actually stood up, right, and was destroying religion. Yeah, you know, then out of all of that, you know what I mean, you get the Harlem History Club with John Henry Clark. To my knowledge, didn't believe in no God. He didn't believe in the quote-unquote uh, uh, monodelistic religions. So anybody listen to this show, no matter what you say, if you're not believing in the monotheistic religions, man, they're going to consider you an atheist, man. If you're not believing the state-sponsored religion is the term I like to talk about, right? They're going to call you an atheist. Let me finish reading, though. It says, in fact, just like the dominant society, black atheists are ignored. Yeah, we marginalized. They be talking trash. You heard infidelity marginalized and left out of the position of power. Black atheists are left to develop its own paradigm called black atheism. However, where black atheism fails, RBA succeeds. That's real black atheism. Mainly because black atheists refuse to acknowledge culture and opt for skin color politics. Therefore, black atheist is simply someone who has melanin and who rejects the gods. Specifically, a black atheist does not know the history of African spiritual systems. Man, thank, boy, I appreciate y'all for motivating me to write. Appreciate uh, uh, um, Voice of Fire Press for putting this together, right? Because here go my words right here. You can understand my stance, I'm gonna finish right here. Black atheist does not want to learn about Africa and thinks that all things in Africa are stupid, outdated, or barbaric. Black atheists, does black atheists do not know or understand African cultures had their own spiritual system before the word God, and they lack the understanding of what, what really separates a black atheist from a real black atheist, because they refuse to acknowledge the ancient African systems that our ancestors used to create Concepts found in nature. So now y'all know what type of brand of real black atheism or atheism I practice. Oh, Unc, you made it up. You're damn right I made it up. That's what that's what we supposed to do as African people. We supposed to create ideas and create concepts. So man. So we teaching Darwin, we're teaching uh uh Darwin Lytton doctrine and, and, and teaching about Darwin. 
the, the third of Darwin people, yes, sir, we ball, we are. So where did I learn about Darwin from? Hmm. Oh, the two, you got this book right here, African Mother of Western Civilization. I can't hear you on mute. Absolutely, I do. You got it? Do me a favor, please, sir. Yes, sir. Out here. Could you go to page 40, please, sir? We're going to see where Brother Unk learned this from. Page 40? Page 40. Where did, where did I get that from? Huh. <laughs> man, okay. this is going to be good. Where we at? We right here, the second paragraph, man's um, intermediate link. Go ahead. Read that, please, sir. Wait a minute. on page 40? Yeah. Let's see. My book is kind of old. Let me see. You said man's what? It said man's intermediary link to an ape-like ancestor. What you got on page four? Let's see. Uh, see this map right here? Look at this map. See this? Okay, my, my, my book is different than yours. I might, it might be on a different page. All right, but find this map right here. If you find this map, all you gotta do is go over two pages, you'll see it. All right, let's see. I gotta see. Oh, wait a minute. Is that weird black Jews? No, uh uh. That's African. Hey, wait, 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 I grabbed the wrong one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I grabbed the wrong one. Uh, ah, there we go. Okay, wrong one. Everybody just want to leave Unc out there by okay. himself drowning somewhere. Oh, look yeah. at that atheist. Look at him. I got you. Go ahead. Man's intermediate link to an uh, ape-like ancestor. Mm -hmm. At this juncture, it must be noted that Sir Charles Darwin... Stop for a minute. He called him what, though? He said Sir Charles Darwin. Oh, sir. I ain't never called Darwin Sir Charles Darwin. He gave his Victorian title. But go ahead, though. It's not the big ape-like ancestors and not an ape, as so many of his religious detractors have stated since his proclamation. The confusion as well as the persecution of all paleontologists and their associates, members of the clergy of all three faiths, labeled women Christianity and Islam, continues to this very, however, the collection of human fossils accumulated beyond imagination. A few are chronologically listed as follows. There you go. You don't got to read that. You don't got to read that. I'm just showing you the first place I learned about Darwin, right? No matter what they want to say, right? Was from the great elder ancestor, Dr. Ben. So who really was at the feet of Dr. Ben? See, I start to question stuff like that. We know uh -huh. Charles Trubacetti, you know what I'm saying? Never read the damn books, but I was perturbed and taken away. So let's yeah. come to this next book, Man, God, and Civilization. Mm -hmm. You got that book, Elder? No, that one I don't have. Uh -huh. I was saying I'm gonna get. I just never got around to getting that. I got, I got the book. Got the book? Okay, yeah. give me this favor, please, sir. Hold on, so y'all so know let me grab, for sure. Let me grab the book. Let me grab the book. All right. So y'all know for sure that Unc ain't running around trying to confuse the community, trying to teach them that atheist thing, or trying to teach them about that evolution thing. Them, y'all, you know what we call it? Y'all call that that monkey thing. I'm Russ for teach the monkey thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I ain't never look. 
I never thought that we were, were, were monkeys, but I've always uh, understood that there was an evolutionary process. So uh, yeah, don't talk about that. You right. Don't talk about that. So, so I don't know how anybody could, could say uh, that it wasn't an evolutionary process. Kai talks about it. Almost all our scholars do. So I, don't even I played the clip. I played the clip. All right, let's come to chat. Hold on. All right, chapter two, chapter three, page 28. All right. Uh, the last paragraph on page 28. All right, on page 28, it says Ice Ages and Men. Yep, go down to the third paragraph. It's the third paragraph? Yeah, the last paragraph on the page in 1871. All right. In, in 1871, Darwin's Descent of Man was published. And in this book, impressive evidence was adduced, tending to show that man and the anthropoid apes mm -hmm. could be traced back to a common ancestor. Most of Darwin's contemporaries judged the continent of Asia to be most likely the birthplace of humanity, but Darwin held that Africa had a better claim to the title of the cradle of mankind. Let me keep reading. Hold on. So at this point, right, it was Darwin. Right? It was Darwin that fought against the people that was all into the Bible and listening to a Bishop Usher when he quote unquote uh gave the age of the world to be 6,000 BCE. You know what I'm saying? It was Darwin and then it went against that. These, these are the words that the elders told us to read. The you know, origin evolution of the human race by Albert Churchwood. So you got Albert Churchwood and you got quote unquote. Uh, uh, John G. Jackson, yeah, I'm saying, uh, uh, um, not me, Albert Churchwood and Darwin actually telling us where humanity started. So the nation of Islam didn't teach it. They said we was an Asiatic black man. The Moors didn't teach it. They said we was an Asiatic black man. Nation God and the Earth said we was the Asiatic black man. But the white boys that people detest, right, was actually fighting for the truth, right? So it continues to say, it say we are naturally led to inquire we assert, they say, where was the birthplace of man? In each great region of the world, the living mammals are closely related to the extinct species of the same region. It is therefore probable that Africa was formerly inhabited by extinct apes closely allied to the gorilla and chimpanzee and as, as, as these two species are now man's Nearest allies, he never said that we was monkeys. He was saying to chimpanzees and then were our closest allies. It is now, it is now what more probably that our predecessors lived on Africa continent than anywhere else. Right. So once again, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of hard to sit at the defeat of some elders who don't specialize in certain areas, but yet bash you for the areas that you, I, I, I love anthropology, archeology, span and paleontology. I studied stone age cultures before Kemet. So much so that I memorized the skulls, Xenopithecus Boise, uh, which Xenopithecus, Dr. Ben, most people don't even know it, that they always say 
uh, uh, Degnesh. You ever heard that? You heard Degnesh, right? People say it all the time. Dr. Ben said Degnesh. You know, the name means mar marvelous in them heart, Ethiopian. But Degnesh is the orthopithecus. Right. But she's not our ancestor. Doc said that, but she's not. Why is that fossil so important? She is important because she demonstrates habitual bipedalism. That means she walks upright. So, I think I made my point there, right? Um, I'm gonna finish off with this and let Wuja go in, right? I'm gonna come to Diop's work, right? I just want everybody just to be clear and understand, you know, just where I'm always coming from. I'm not shying away from the elders and I'm sure as hell not getting away from the ancestors work. Man, I just like to add to it. So you come to page 335. I'm gonna give you the source of why I call myself Real Black Acres. Comes right out of Diop's work right here. And I'm gonna finish with this. Science was in the hands and of and developed by a body in service to the state with which it was born. The clergy, the source of science in Egypt. Ain't that what Infidisi said? He said that. And that the state and the state that its service can therefore not enter into conflict for the sake of science or anti-intellectualism and sartorialism as in continental Greece. It's a, in Athens where Anagoras, Socrates, Plato, Aristotle were all sentenced to death or almost were because they taught scientific ideas received from Egypt and well ahead of the local institutions. While the Egyptian religion engendered science, Athenian religion tradition protected itself from science of the Egyptian origin and this very special situation explains the difference in the compared evolution of Egypt and the Greek societies. So we all know the Socrates, Aristotle, Plato's, and all them, they called them atheists. But why did they call them atheists? They called them atheists because they came with Egyptian science and it was going against the state-sponsored religion. So real black atheism is based off of going against the state-sponsored religion. I thought that's why we created the conscious community. African Senate to go against the state-sponsored religion. Islam, Judaism, and that goddamn Christianity. That's what I thought we was doing. But when I came up with it, they slapped me in my face, threw tomatoes and peanut butter, you know what I'm saying, and talk crazy. Right. I'm going to end with that. Go ahead and finish it off, Uja. I'm good. But anyway, I respect the elders. I love the elders. And I, I absolutely appreciate the, uh, the Raising Awareness Group. You know what I'm saying? Kufu, I especially appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? Because you kind of, you stepped up for us. And I really appreciate that. All right. All right. Excellent job, uh, on bring that. All right. So I'm going to run it down um, for our elders. So Mku, um, do, you, do you have a, um, have a brief response for Ankh? Well, I want to say, number one, that I never challenge information. Never have, never will. I definitely don't challenge hypotheses and opinions. I never get into those kind of debates. I think it's more important to talk about the health of our psyches, the personality 
of the way we conduct ourselves, how we interact with each other. That's my mission. So whatever you guys talk about tonight, about the science and about the information, have at it. I'm here, I'm here to hear and listen and learn too. But I do not discuss information. I read the information, I make my own opinion about what I read and what I see and what I hear. Ah, see that? Appreciate that, bro. Got your book, bro. I appreciate that. And 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 as you can probably tell, I got a whole lot of other books back here too. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't go around and, and and brag about what I read and what I got and what I do. I don't have to. But I can tell you what, anybody that comes to me with any kind of conversation, I can I can participate at least with some measure of accuracy about what we're talking about. Mm. Now I can't speak for Infidishi. As you guys know, and anybody who's listening, know that me and Khufu just went through initiation with Enfidishi. Mm -hmm. But I will say this, and I'm not here to defend that man at all. And it's like I said in my presentation, in my, in my opening, he can stand on his own damn square because he's a man. The bottom line is he's a man. He happens to be my saber, but he's a man. He stands on his own square and takes the lumps as they come. But I can tell you that when me and Khufu went through that training for that entire year, going up and down that road to New York every two weeks, reading 13 books and doing all other kinds of things, not one minute did he tell us or teach us about no damn crystals. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and, and about no and about no Christianity and spirituality and science being together because that's his personal opinion about that. So I want to give the man credit where it's due because he does have the work that he should be credited for. Um, but this, but this, but this, but this other crap that we're talking about, he's got to stand on his own square and take his lumps like any other man. That's how it goes. Mm. Appreciate you. I'm done, bro. But I appreciate you guys giving me the platform. I said, I'll sit here and I'll take my lumps, too. Um, you know I love you, man. You know that. Yeah, I appreciate you know, you know, it. You know how we roll. Yeah. I love all you guys. But as an elder, I had to, to stand on my square and take my lumps and then come back stronger than ever. Bottom line. Yeah, I appreciate that. I just didn't want to be phony and act like one nothing wrong because it was. And I can't be that way. So I just wanted to say what was on my heart and my mind as men, because that's what men do. And we and we on out our differences in front of the community and we walk away as men and we don't rehash it. So I just had to get it all off my chest. Cause see, I'm good now. I'm feeling good. Now I'm ready to have a conversation with y'all. I ain't wanna talk. Hey, hey man, I don't want to talk to your black ass any goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I want to say this first of all. I I got one regret that I never got the chance to meet you on before you moved out of Baltimore. Mm, man. You know, we both we both from Bmore. Okay. I grew, I grew up in Somerset Projects in East Baltimore. So you know, know how exactly rough where you at. So you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know if it's yeah. rough to have. Yeah, I know where so, you at. Um, uh, but, um, I only got the chance. I didn't get, I, I regret that when we had our first event, 
I didn't even realize you were there. Mm. And I happened to see the picture. I said, that's on. And I said, he ain't never talked to me. So then I only got the chance to briefly talk to you when we did our second event. So I, you know, because when I found I only, somebody else told me, they said, you know, he's from Baltimore. I said, he's from Baltimore. I said, how come I ain't never seen him? So, you know, and I, I, I'm just finding out today that you had a book. I didn't know you had a book. So I'm going to have to wind up adding that to my library. But I didn't know you had one. If had I known that, I'd have it. Because um, I'm always reading. Like I said, I've been doing this a long, long time. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, so, and and I'm I'm an information junkie, and I don't mind discussing the information that I that I read, good or bad. You know, um, I'll have I'll be wrong sometime. I'll be right sometime. Now, I'll, let me say this real fast, giving a little history about myself. When I first really became conscious, even though I was in the Black Panther Party for a year when I was 15 to 16, that was 1969-1970. I didn't really start becoming totally conscious. I'll say until '74. Even though there was, I was between '69 and and '74. I was growing because there was all kinds of stuff going on at that time, as you know. Um, it was actually out there in our faces. Um, I had a, uh, I had like a a a dichotomy, if you will. I converted to Islam, and at the same time, I was becoming a black national. So I was, it was one of those kind of things where I got. I got the angel on one side of the shoulder and the devil on the other side, you know, so I'm kind of like working, but I was studying African history and culture at the same time I was studying Islam. So uh, um, after about three or four years, I wound up being chosen as the imam of the masjid. So I know Islam backwards and forwards. So um, I wish that I had known about that these the, the stuff that was going on with Wesley Muhammad early, I did begin to find out by that time I wasn't in a position where I would have liked to have gotten to him, but I did write a, a nice paper that I think addresses his nonsense because I long since left Islam, you know, but I know enough about it. That's why I know how to deal with him without even having to deal with language. I deal with him based on the religion itself, the same way I could take somebody apart on the Bible. And their Christianity nonsense, I can take somebody apart on Islam the same way. Because mm -hmm. I know backwards and forwards. So I know the history of Islam. I know the timelines and all of that. So I can do that. I wrote a paper on it. So um, so I already know that um, he, he don't want none of this anyway. <laughs> he definitely don't want none of this. Trust me. If you if you go on our on our on our, our raising awareness group uh, website and, and look at the article entitled Is Islam an Indigenous African Religion? You can put that in a journal, right? Huh? You can put that in a journal, the brother Ben Star, Demasi, correct? Yeah, yeah. I'm. I don't know which one. I, I, we haven't talked about which one I was gonna put in there. Um, but that, yeah, that that can probably go in there. If Ben wants to put it in there, I ain't got no problem with that because that's a, probably a good one to go in there because we got some other stuff we're doing with some other stuff I'm doing. Okay, I'm just, you know, I'm just saying. See how we really all connected, man. See. Yeah. yeah, well, we, we, he and I talked about uh, putting something in there. We just never talked about which one. So mm -hmm. I ain't got no problem with that. I mean, if he, that's the one he wanted. I mean, I'd love for it to go in there because um, um, Wesley Muhammad's nonsense needs to be addressed. I got some other stuff I'm working on, too, with the nation against the nation of Islam. Baba Ola Tunjay, quick question. Did you already publish the article? Or you 
it's on our website. Yeah, because I just Googled it. Is is Islam an indigenous African religion? Nothing came up. So you said it's on your website? It's on the Raising Awareness Group website. Okay, okay. I'm getting ready to go there now. When you go in there, look for recent articles. Cause it, well, no, it's it's under my name. Go on up when you when you when if you look it up there, you'll see um uh let me see how's it go. Um let me see, I'll tell you what what, what category to look at. Look in uh, visionary thoughts and look under my name. So it's raisingawareness.org? Raisingawarenessgroup.com. Dot com, okay. And then on the look under visionary thoughts. And then look and under visionary thoughts and look on my, under my name. Yep, I see it. I'm I'm with you, um, Baba. I'm a, I'm an information junkie, so I love yes. <laughs> I love you know. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I see it right here is Islam an indigenous African religion, and were the original Arabs or Arabians black people? So yeah. this is an article, yeah, you put it on here August the August the sixth this year. Yeah. yeah. So um, for 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 anybody who um, is is watching, if they if they think that Western Muhammad has the answer. They need to go read that. So that'll take care of that nonsense. I want to uh, thank everyone again. Uh, I just wanted to briefly uh, highlight this work. This is, you know, uh, not a selfish plug. Uh, this is my 2015 work, Where is the Love? <laughs> how language can reorient us back to love's purpose. So <laughs> in terms of the solutions. So one of the things that I stress, you know, again, you know, if you really want to know what we're about, read our work. And um, and so, you know, this is about the, the African concept of love and relationships and community. And so part of the, the dialogue in here is about communication. And I think that's one of the takeaways uh, you know, from this uh, discussion is that it is best to communicate with each other. And if we just, you know, keep an open line, uh, that solves most of the problems. And Absolutely. In our community is that everyone's beefings for a simple fact of miscommunication and people don't not talk to each other and talk directly to each other. And so this affects our bigger uh, goals. And so uh, I'll just read briefly, you know, citing from Dr. Amos Wilson. So this is from my conclusion, chapter eight. And it's from Dr. Amos Wilson, The Falsification of African Consciousness, Eurocentric History, Psychology, and the Politics of White Supremacy. And he says, we're suffering from the absence of an economic system. Money is not a system. Money is what it is. A system involves the systematic and organized utilization of money. A systematized utilization and distribution of money. Without the pattern, without the system, without the organization, one does not have an economy. An economy exists prior to money. There were economies in the world before money was invented. We don't even have to have money to have an economized system. So ultimately, when we study an economic system, we recognize that an economic system at its basis refers to the nature of the relationship between people. It's the systematic way people uh, choose to relate one to another that makes an economic system, not money. When we, when we lack a systematic way of relating to each other, then we have 
then we can have money and still be poor, have money and be robbed, which is what we are. And so I, I put that in there to stress the importance of good relationships with each other. And so we all want to see African people with some agency. And but we have to get our interpersonal relationships right. And when there is conflict, the the best way to do it is to, you know, speak our our minds, but directly to the people with love and sincerity. And we keep all channels open and we allow people to speak and we're respectful to each other. That's what builds the relationships. And on that basis, we can build an economy. We can build that united Africa. We can realize our pan-African dreams. And so um, that's all I really have to say on that. That's, that's, that's it. I don't have a big close. So I just wanted to say that. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Okay. Uh, Brother Kufu, did you um, want to um, do, do a quick response? Um. I just wanted to say um, um, I appreciate everything that Ankh said. Um, I appreciate that he appreciates what I said. Um, and, you know, just once again, I'm, I'm very happy that we can um, be on the panel tonight and um, speak on this subject. I think it's something that the community needs to hear. The community definitely needs to see it. And we have to build from here, um, whether it be um, um, coming up, with a code of conduct or something like that on how we handle things and um, moving forward. Um, like, like I said earlier, just building that bridge between the elders and the youth. And, um, <clears throat> and as I say, always stay consistent um, <clears throat> and, and keep pushing um, because everyone on this platform here tonight um, has educated um, and has taken a position to educate our people. Um, so we must conduct ourselves as educators um, so they can grow up and, and follow in our footsteps and, and teach the generation after them. Um, so we have to set the example and we have to raise the bar. And, um, you know, so yeah, just stay consistent. And, um, you know, hopefully the elders will keep pushing us and we keep pushing them. And, um, you know, we can do this um, for our people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I also want to say, Kufu, that um, I want to give you credit because um, in that in that video, um, you know, I also want to acknowledge that there was some wisdom shared in that video as well. So it wasn't um, only critiques or things that might have that things that were taken one way or the other. It was also wisdom shared. But you know, you brought up the point about the the relationship between the generations that need to be there or the sure. disconnect. So that's actually influence on the subtitle for tonight. So I just wanted to give you credit because you gave me that idea. Sure. Okay. All right. Our brother Wu Jiao, um, you know, you want to come in, you want to give your perspective? Yes, I do. And um, I will be as brief as I can. I know that it is past some of our bedtimes. Um, Especially uh, Dr. Maad. I'm actually surprised she's still with us. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I will be brief, um, you know, and and, you know, I, I'm basically a cleanup guy. And so I, I just want to I really just really want to address one thing that was done, said in the video. But then I want to um, kind of close it out with something that people should uh, take heed to. So 
the thing I wanted to address um, is this notion that um, I guess basically what, what, what people are starting to do, they're starting to equate correction and use it synonymously with disrespect and bad character. And I know that they're not, they don't mean the same thing. To correct someone is not synonymous with that. But now you can behave, you know, with disrespectfully and with bad character. But correction in and of itself is not a, um, is not a uh, negative thing. But for some reason, it's, there's this notion that's around that, that you know, we, we cannot correct uh, individuals. So, um, you know, I had, I had some clips queued up. But I don't really need to play them um, because, I, you know, I, I'm just going to address that that one point. And so with Shekhan the Jiyak uh, was made reference to in the, in the video. And so comments were made such as let me just at least I could just say what the comments were uh, at the very least. Um, comments were made such as um, certain people can't even hold the Diop's jock strap. Um, Asaw is disrespectful, digging up uh, Diop, digging Diop, digging up Diop to slander and even make a name for himself. Um, another uh, statement was made uh, that we're attacking Diop. And are you doing it for the people or for yourself? Um, then another comment was made that Diop was being character assassinated. All right. And uh, that's all I um, that I, I, I can name for that. You know, I had to, I had the clips to play, but I just want everyone to understand what I'm what I'm actually addressing. So why are you playing clips? Because I already said, uh, you know, the time. I don't, okay. I, don't, I, I don't have to play the clips. People, you know, I encourage people to watch the video. Um, but I just want everybody to understand what I'm addressing. All right. I agree. So. um. This notion of, of not being able to correct someone. So this goes back to what I said about scholar. When, when, when uh, Sanjay, when you asked about scholarship, uh, what people have to understand is that how scholarship works. And I think that a lot of people use scholarship wrongly and they use it as a misnomer to call people scholars who are not really scholars. And people are claiming to do scholarship who don't really do scholarship. And we have to cut that out for 2019 and forward. All right. We have to call things what they are as they are and stop with the misnomers. All right. Um, in scholarship, if you make a claim, especially a public published claim, there is a bullseye on that claim. This is understood by all scholars. All right. This is why you publish it is, is, is to uh, brace yourself for the scrutiny, for the critique, for the confirmation or the refutation, etc. So this notion that we have to correct someone, be it an elder, black or white, be him alive or deceased, that we have to do it in private is completely uh, foolery. All right. Scholarship does not work that way. All right. When you publish something, it is open and it is uh, on target as a target. All right. And you just hope your work stands the test of time because everyone in scholarship is has the goal of accuracy quality and accuracy not the feel good and not the inaccuracies it's about accuracy and quality all right so uh the recent discussion about the meaning of the place name kemet 
um, is what draws the attention to Shekandajia because he is the source of one of the hypotheses that was addressed in that discussion. And so it was painted that the brother of Sar is attacking Diop. And so what that does, it plays on the emotions of people because we love Diop. Diop is, is um, as, as the elder said on the show, Diop is, is the most brilliant mind that we have of this, of this century. All right. We all know that we all love him for that and, and, and everything. So to, so to imply that he's being attacked and to imply that he's being slandered, uh, is a play on the emotions of the people and it distracts from the actual data and the evidence that was presented for the specific topic that was being discussed. And so we have to cut that out moving forward. All right. So what I want to show, so that that's what I have to say about that. All right. But what I want to show um, is, let me just get my screen uh, situated here. So what I want to show is something else that was brought up in the, um, let me make sure I have the correct screen here. Give me one second. Something that was brought up among the elders. All right. And make sure I have this correct. One. Okay. Something that was brought up among, among the elders, especially um, uh, Dr. Dakar uh, Kilimanjaro. All right. He made a statement that I agree with um, in terms of how scholarship is done. All right. And so when you address a claim, you do it in writing. All right. So you do you do your research, you do your literature review, you follow all the proper uh, methods and procedures. You collect your thoughts, you collect your ideas and you organize it and you structure it and you put it in writing. So what I want to show people is that the Amara squad and me as a member of the Amara squad, that is exactly what we do. All right. The brother Asari Motep has done that in regards to the claims made by um, Dr. Wesley Muhammad. The brother Asar Motep has published work as a reply to address a refutation or rebuttal to Dr. Wesley Muhammad in written format in a book to the point where Dr. Wesley Muhammad even acknowledged and appreciated the fact that that's how scholarship actually works. But what I'm showing on the screen is an example coming from the Seshu Mani Metanetra of whom I'm a member of as well. And we did the same thing except we addressed Professor Walter Williams' claims as it regards to uh, whether or not the Egyptian hieroglyphic writing system has been deciphered. Now, what you see on the screen on the left-hand side is our book that we wrote two years ago. On the right-hand side is Dr. Uh, Professor Walter Williams' book, The Historical Origin of Christianity. Now, he wrote in the appendix, he laid out his claims about the hieroglyphic writing system. He did videos and lectures where he challenged the public. He challenged everyone to get his book, number one, which we did, I did, to read it and to explain to him uh, how he's wrong. And so we, we uh, acknowledged the challenge, accepted the challenge, got his book, and actually proceeded to uh, analyze it and therefore refute his claims. 
All right, so this is Walter Williams, for those who may not know. And um, just real quick, I'm sorry, I'm, I just got to mute uh, the elder Olatunji's mic. So this is Professor Walter Williams, for those who may not know of whom I'm speaking. All right, in this particular screenshot is Professor Walter Williams um, actually acknowledging the receipt of our book, and he makes comments about it, but at this particular time, he did not um, have a chance to read it thoroughly or study it. But he uh, acknowledges having received it. And in this particular uh, video, and I won't play the, I, I, um, I, the video is actually on our channel, Seshu Ma'ani Metonetra, um, the video itself. Um, and you can ch check it out. Where Professor Walter Williams actually appreciates the fact that the book was written. And he says that we are a, a group of excellent researchers. All right. And so he understands how scholarship works. He didn't complain about us addressing his claims as he asked us to do. All right. Now, I just want to share that these are the first three uh, pages within the book, the dedication, the acknowledgments and the preface or preface in the dedication. We dedicated the book to Dr. Shekhandajiak and who left us with these wise, wise words and then we quote him in the acknowledgments we acknowledge uh, um, and give thanks to all of our great scholars beginning with Dr. John Henry Clark Shekhandajiak Professor A.C. Hilliard uh, Ankmi Ra Dr. Jacobs Carruthers Dr. Yosef Ben Yakinen alright those are our elders who have made their transition all right. So we acknowledge them and then we go on and, and, and give our gratitude to our elders living. Dr. Theophile Abenga, Dr. Riketi Amen, Jean-Claude Mboli, um, Dr. Leonard Jeffries, Professor James Small, Ashra Kwesi, Mfundishi, uh, Jehutimos, etc. for their contribution and information. Then we give acknowledgments to uh, the laborious works of the University of Kemet Press, which includes uh, Dr. Dakar Kilimanjaro, his wife Ife, Brother Yahra Aneb, Amara Squad, um, and we mentioned uh, uh, brothers by name, Brother Reggie, Dr. Oya Ma'at, uh, Nahisi, Brother Ben, etc., etc. So as you can see in the video, Infundishi, um, at the beginning of the video that we're speaking of, Mfundishi had a, a, a outline and he opened up the video with this outline that we should have the ancestors first, then the elders, then experts, and then everybody else, etc. So I just wanted to show that this is actually how we outline our acknowledgments. We started with the deceased ancestors and then our living uh, scholars, experts um, and elders. And then we went to, you know, our uh, the the younger generation if you will and then mentioning people by name all right but i want to read the uh, prefix preface to show how this is actually done so it reads social media platforms such as facebook and youtube have provided a fertile environment for networking and the sharing of information when it comes to ancient egypt there has been a recent increase in discussions of its languages and writing systems through these discussions we have come to learn that there are a number of people who hold the belief that the ancient Egyptian hieroglyphic writing system has not been deciphered. This notion can be traced back to a book entitled The Historical Origin 
of Christianity, published in 1992 by Walter Williams. It became necessary to investigate the claim made by Williams that are often cited by people who hold to this belief. The purpose of this book is to provide the results of such investigations and address the claims made. So here again, as the brother Sarmotep said earlier, when you do scholarship and you're addressing a claim, etc., you, you, you can't use the innuendo. You have to name names. You have to cite what you're doing. And so therefore, we cited where the source of this notion is in recent discussions about the hieroglyphs not being deciphered. It can be traced back to Professor Walter Williams. So therefore, we took on the undertaking of reading his book and going point for point through the book. And who is this? Who is this gentleman right here? Who, who's that? <laughs> Does anybody know who that is? Let me see. Gotti. 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 All right. So like a crip over there. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> I see. All right. So no, I just I just wanted to show that um, that. <clears throat> Uh, I, I appreciate um, a Sunware, and by the way, Sunware means elder brother, Sunware uh, Olotunji, uh, who support, and I'm, I'm sure he checked out the book and the whole nine. But the point I want to make here is that this is how scholarship is done, and this is something that Deka, uh, Dr. Deka made reference to in the video, all right? So I want to show that this is what we do, and this is how it should be done. And in the book, we did it with utmost respect, to Professor Walter Williams, we address the claims professionally with good character and the whole nine. We, we had a part one and part two within the book. The first part was a teaching uh, aspect and part two was the full rebuttal point for point. We did not mischaracterize any of his claims. In fact, we quoted him verbatim and addressed his points. And that's how you do it. That's another thing Brother Sar Imhotep said. When you address claims or you're going to bring up a subject matter, you quote people, all right, and you quote them accurately so that you can't be blamed to be mischaracterizing uh, arguments, all right? So that's that. Also, I want to make it clear that even on the topic of Kemet, uh, meaning the top, the uh, place name of Kemet, meaning whether it means black land or black people, I want to point out to everyone that uh, us as the Seshu Mahdi Metanature, we addressed this topic two years ago. And so what you see on the screen right now is a screenshot from our channel. Again, you can go to our channel right now and see it. Two years ago, the date is August 25th, 2016, where we discussed the meaning of Kemet and the use of adjectives two years ago. All right. And in that video, I'm the one that's running point. In that video, I stress to everyone, um, the the manner in which and the environment in which uh Shekhan had made those initial claims and i also stress the the um the sensitivity of correcting our esteemed elders right there in that video and then we proceeded to discuss the information that actually corrects the information all right this is two years ago nobody nobody went in uproars about doing that now um 
you know, you can see you have a, th a thousand views, so it's not a very popular video. But still, nobody had a problem with us doing that back then and up until this day. Matter of fact, people don't may not even realize that we did that. All right. So this is not new. In fact, some of the slides that was used in the in the current um, discussions are from are the same slides that we use in this video. All right. Nobody had a problem um, back then. OK, so I want to uh, stress another video that we did as the Amara squad. All right. Matter of fact, this is myself and the brother Unk. This was earlier this year from May, uh, March. And Unk, you remember this video? The title of the video is called How Do We Correct Our Elder Scholars? That's right. We had a whole discussion on the sensitivity of correcting our elder scholars and what it means and how we should go about doing it. How we should mm -hmm. have good character. How we mm -hmm. should how we should give the utmost respect. How to even word things. Can we say we, we, we don't say things like, oh, they're they lied or they're this and that. We gotta say things like, okay, we're standing on their shoulders, we're expanding the work. We gotta give credit because a lot of the elders who wrote uh material uh 10, 30 years ago didn't have access to information <clears throat> that we have today. So we stressed all these things in this video. And again, this video is from earlier this year. All right. March of this year. All right. So I just want to point these things out that we know how to conduct scholarship and and, and do scholarship. And so um, I want to reiterate this point and then I'll, 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 I'll finish up. Sheikh uh, Andadiya, being a scientist and being the our beloved genius of our um, century. All right. He himself understands how scholarship works and being a science and how science works and how science is always self-correcting now we've read this this slide many many times this is a slide actually from uh asara motep's presentation and so i'm just going to read it because for some reason people are overlooking this diop himself says i would like to this is his words i would like to see above all above all a greater number of researchers Afro-Americans, young Americans, even whites. Why not? Because it's the young who are the least prejudiced. As a consequence, they are the most capable of making triumph ideas which frighten the older generation. Pause for a second. All right. Now I'm going to continue. Also, I think that it will be necessary to put together a polyvalent scientific teams capable of doing in-depth studies for sure and that's what's important now it but he says it bothers me when someone takes me on my word without developing a means of verifying what i say we must form a scientific spirit capable of seeing even the weaknesses of our own proofs of seeing the unfinished side of our work and of committing ourselves to completing it you understand therefore we should have then therefore we should then have a work which could honestly stand criticism because what we've done would have been placed on a scientific plane so it is clear from diop's own words that he understands the process of how scholarship works and how science works and he was anticipating criticism because he said um therefore we should have a work which could honestly stand criticism all right and so i would just want to drive that point home so this notion by anybody young or old the youth or elders of the fact that we cannot correct 
in the appropriate manner, of course, but correct Diop or others is completely, completely out of pocket. All right. So so the comments about uh Jock straps and 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 slander digging Diab up that was offensive to me to hear even though my name wasn't uh, specifically or mentioned or tied to that that was offensive uh, to me because that's not the way that we should um, proceed forward and so I, I just want to make all this clear as a lesson to everyone listening that in 2019 uh, the year coming. Y'all have to understand, people have to understand that the Amara squad, we do scholarship and we ourselves, we are a confederacy of professionals that will bring that scholastic heat. I want everybody to understand that we will do it with good character and with respect. But you best believe we are going to bring the scholastic heat on behalf of our people. All right. Don't get it twisted. And I want everybody to understand that. All right. So I want to, uh, uh, people understand that we've already doing it. We've been doing it. This is not something new. This is not after tonight. We're not going to just begin to do it. This is what we do. All right. And so uh, I also want to say, and I want to close with this. I really, really, really appreciate the elders on the panel. Um, Mku uh, and somewhere Alatunji. Uh, because because you all's presence and the fact that what you said tonight should be a lesson to everybody. This is how you do it. They got that heart. And, 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 that and, heart. and by that, I mean what what um, what um, Elder M. Kuh said, that if you're wrong, you're wrong. If you're right, you're right. Take the lumps like a man. We're men and the whole nine. Listen. <laughs> That is what you call good character. That is what you call integrity. So, <laughs> so, so to the elders on the panel right now, listen, y'all deserve the utmost respect. Yeah, for 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 doing and saying what y'all saying to the brother uh, Kufu. Uh, I'm not sure of your age, so you know I know I know you don't can see can see. I'm, I'm I'm 33. Okay, all right. So. So no, I just uh, want to say shout out to Mossy Warrior Clan. You know what I mean? Brother Black Panther, brother, brother Any and Kofi. And yo, tell Kofi stop uh dropping them presentations like Gucci Man mixtapes. <laughs> every, every week he got a new joint. Damn! So, I, ain't, I ain't finished the last joint. <laughs> All right. So, I, I want I want everybody to know they do they, they do good work. And, okay. Um, and they I'm like, man, they consistent. I'm like, I'm I'm in the house like, man, like, yo, they, they just dumping it out there. Like, you know, I feel like I got to do something now, you know. But um, in all seriousness, though, they, they do good work. Uh, shout out to the brother, um, Mad Jai, Jonathan Owens. He was um, one of the one of the first books I got from um, Amaraswa camp was uh, uh, Brother Jonathan Owens. So good luck on him. Classic book. That's a classic book. Yo, for those that don't know. So hold on, let me let me let me finish. Let me finish. I, I was on a roll, y'all. I was on a roll. Uh, I thought you know, and shout out to you too, would y'all? Because um um you was my meta nature uh teacher and um MCU as well. So all right. So let me just finish. I, I I I give me two more minutes. I know I'm known as MC Ireland, but I'm being quick tonight. 
So, <laughs> so I just want to say because because my concern is is the the perception from our people, the public who is watching us now, the people who are going to be watching this as an archive, that this video, our discussion tonight, be used as a model. This is the bridging of the gap. Uh, Brother Sanjetti uh, had an excellent title for this for this uh, discussion. Um, this is how the 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 younger generation and the and the elder generation bridge the gap to have this discussion in such a way that we can use this um, as a as a model to move forward and and to stress that that we are just a a inbox away from each other, um, a phone call away from each other, and that a lot of things could have could have been avoided, but they weren't. But this is how we handle it. This is how this is how, it's a solution based discussion. So I want I want to move forward with this in mind, and hopefully people learn from this discussion who are watching, and and don't bring that pettiness, don't bring that immaturity um, around. Um, matter of fact, you know I, I explain this to Uncle all the time. Sometimes I think we make ourselves uh, too available. People beg kick and scream to try to debate we don't have to answer to every every debate i tell people with the quickness that i take the position of john henry, dr john henry uh clark that i only debate my equals and everybody else i teach period i don't entertain just like um uh elder uh m cool said he, he 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 done he done and and uh the cop that you know they refuse to debate hypotheses and 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 things of that nature Put it in mm -hmm. writing. Put it in writing. Let me read it. Mm -hmm. Let me read it. Let me see where your thoughts are going. Let me see the evidence. Let me see the evidence. Then if I feel I got to say something, I'll say something. Mm -hmm. You know? And so yeah. I just want to close again and thank the elders um, and and this opportunity um, to to uh, move forward. And, and, I, and, and, you know, we have to bridge the gap um, and so on. So, you know, I, I'll just close with that. I had, had, had more, see, you know, but but the way that the conversation unfolded, Hey, listen, I had I had to kind of tuck away to some of the thing, other things that I was going to, um, you know, uh, bring up. But I think it's unnecessary at this point. So I really appreciate it. All right. All right so hey, Ace and Jetty, you see that, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's that Magi. That's that Magi. So the Magi ain't nothing new to the community. Magi. I'm just saying that. Magi. Oh, air rolls up. Air rolls up. Yeah, yeah that's right. Hey, hey look, check this out. Just let y'all know. Um, you know, the Magi, you know, our brother Magi, Magi was, it was another sub-research team, you know what I'm saying? And we were, we were the ones dealing specifically with the matter nature. Uh, that's right. So, you know what I mean? That's where that comes from, because the Magi were the warriors that helped um, uh, defeat the Hyksos that formed the 18th dynasty. Okay, so they were basically the warrior elite Navy type SEALs. So that so that's the vision that the vision that started with Jonathan, you know, what I'm saying then he, he brought, uh, you know, Asar, which I myself in, and we Magi, you know, what I'm saying. But, you know, saying he carries the name, you know, what I mean, so I'll give a shout out to Jonathan with that. I also want to do this, too. I also want to make it a point that they support us. We support them. OK, with the University of Kemet Press Books, University of Kemet Press Books are the official works of the Amara squad. Okay. And between everyone on the squad, we have all of their publications. Yes. Okay. 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 This one here, research, well put together. All right. So um, you don't want it to get twisted that just because we have disagreements and things like that. All right. 
doesn't mean that we stop supporting each other. So I want to make that clear for everyone listening. Okay, Just because you have disagreement don't mean you lose love over it. Okay, It simply means that you know you have to deal with it and business is business. We're always going to support these works because these, these, this is well organized. It took years to put this together. Everyone out there needs to have these books. If you are a comedic practitioner, this needs to be in your temple. The Ma'at the, the Ma book, Guiding Principles of More Living. You have to have this book. If hey, you are Jenny. Go for it. See this right here? I just want the elder to know that I got this. I read this. Uh, Africa, Presence in Early America by Adam Van Suitable. Right? We're going to have an upcoming book. It'll probably take about a year. Where you at, Ben? You got the table of contents? Where you at? I don't really have, I don't have it with me. You ain't got right the table of contents. I know you want to close this out, man. I can, I, can, I can pull it up. Hold on for just a second. All right. Um, all right. So while Panther's doing that, um, I got it. Oh, I got okay, it. Okay, okay. All right. I got it. Uh, all right. Go ahead, Ben. Table of contents will be as follows. Uh, of course, an introduction. Uh, second chapter will be our Native Americans, African people. Third chapter is boats and ships. Fourth chapter is archaeological evidence. Fifth chapter is DNA evidence. Sixth chapter is the fallacy of melanated people. Seventh chapter is ice sheets. Eighth chapter is the Olmec problem. Ninth chapter is correcting our elders. And the last chapter will be the challenger voyage in itself. All right. All right. So that's what that is. All right. So that, that there, that's a projection of works to come, you know, and we still got works coming out. Um, so, you know, people will be learning about that coming up soon. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, our elder, Mku, did you want to respond to Wu Zhao? Um, I, I, think, I think that everybody, you know, expressed themselves very succinctly, uh, precisely. Um, it, was, it was at a level of where everybody could understand, especially uh, uh, Brother Asar. He explained his situation and his position very clearly, and I appreciated his presentation. Um, I think that in order for it to be, for this, you know, to be successfully responded to, we have two individuals who aren't here to explain why they said what they said. So I can't take the position of trying to explain anything that these that the two brothers said, but, um, everything that you guys said, I do not disagree with at all. I, I, I definitely agree with everything that was said tonight. Uh, you have my support, and um, let's see if we can. We, let's see if we can just cut the show off in the middle of the show. It's over with. Let them click the elders. Ah, ah, mute mic. Mute mic. Okay. All right. Enko. I got. Okay. It. Now I'm just closing out. You know, letting everybody know that I was uh, really appreciative for having the opportunity to. Uh, you know, to build, you know, to, you know, make amends and, and, you know, share and learn and build. And I really, really appreciate the opportunity. I want to say Dua and Emotep. All right. Yeah, definitely. Relationships usually are stronger after they've been mended together. So definitely. And, and actually, it was never severed. So I just want to say that. 
Um, uh, uh, Mama Omotunji, you want to respond? Tonight, um, it was um, a good build. Uh, a lot of clarity um, um, was was had. You know, where we cleared up a lot of misunderstandings. Um, I will say that I just want to um, say something that that may have been misunderstood on 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 y'all side as well. When we initially did our our presentation last week, it was addressed a lot of stuff going on social media. So it was not um, particularly that inspired it in and of itself. There was other stuff as as can be witnessed by some of the people that I, in, I mentioned. I didn't even mention them all. Some of them I talked to you about uh, on the phone before. So you know that there are other individuals out there who are doing some crazy stuff. So um, I just want that to be said. Uh, I'd also like to say that in closing, uh, that the most important thing that, that we can do, and I love that quote, by the way, by Joe, um, um, Sanjay and I discussed that, the importance of that yesterday. Um, I think that, that in every presentation that y'all use, y'all should, should present that, that quote at the beginning and have another quote by Joe at the end. I think it will uh, clear up any uh, mis- um, conceptions and misunderstandings that people are thinking that you that you're uh, uh, you know um, degrading uh, Job's work or, or him as a person. Um, and finally, I'd like to say that that in everything that we do, both individually and collectively, we must always remember that that we're doing this because we love our people and that we want to raise our people back up to their their former glory and that we want us to be a whole sovereign people again. And that we do that through all of the research and all of the efforts and energy that we do. So, um, and I thank everybody for allowing me to, to this time to talk to y'all. Uh, I'm always available for those who don't have my phone number. Um, just inbox me, I'll give it to you. You can call me at any time you feel you need to talk. Okay, so uh, with that, um, I send my greetings of peace. Shemotep. Uh, Hey, Kufu, um, do you have any closing remarks? Um, I think I pretty much kind of <laughs> said it all. You know, I just want to tell Kofi to um, grow his beard back because I know his, uh, his wife made him cut his beard. And I just want to let, let everyone know that uh, Mku cried during initiation. And um, so, <laughs> you know. Love hey. on the panel, man. It's been, it's been yeah. a discussion. Yeah, and uh, congratulations to y'all, too. Um, you know, uh, I was uh, initiated into the same temple, character to Heru Nebu. So, you know, I know about that process. So, you know, y'all got it right, you know. So, yeah, um, congratulations to you both. Um, all right, so Dr. Maat, do you have closing remarks? Yeah, I just want to say that this was a very, um, I think, a very helpful, healthy, I'm sorry, healthy uh, discussion. Um, glad to be a part of it uh, because initially, I'm not going to lie, I was, I was, a, I was a bit upset uh, when I found out, you know, about the discourse that took place and uh, about the things that were said about Brother Saw. Because I, I just want to get this straight: none of us are beyond. I uh, hear some stuff. Can we mute um, whoever that is? Uh, you got it, got it, Wujah. 
Okay. I got it. All right, we're good. I just want to say this. None of us are beyond reproach. And when you went down the line earlier today, Sinjetti, you asked a question. You said, you know, what is scholarship? And everyone pretty much gave a response of, oh, scholarship is, is higher level learning. You know, scholarship is detailed study. You know, scholarship is, is rigorous. Scholarship requires, you know, research. And, you know, so when we research, we got to understand that when you research something or even that the purpose of research is to discover new information. Now, if I'm researching a particular topic and I come across some incorrect information, it is my duty as a scholar, right, or my responsibility as a scholar and as a teacher to make that mistake known or to correct it, right? And, uh, and so when Asar, you know, for 20 years, he's been researching um, the word Kemet or the definition of Kemet or the meaning of Kemet. And he's conducting this research. He's been looking at it for 20 years and he's been examining the claims out there, the evidence to support these claims. And, you know, and he deduced using his method, using his methodology that they're wrong. And, you know, and it's okay if, if Joke is wrong. And like you guys said, and I agree hundred percent with you that Joke is one of the greatest minds, right? Of what the 20th century. What I'm saying to you is this, if he's wrong, it's okay. It's okay to be corrected. That doesn't taint Joke's legacy. That doesn't change what Joke, who Joke, what Joke means to us or to the Pan-African community, you know, or that doesn't taint his work if he's wrong, you know, and we should be able to correct our ancestors. They are beyond reproach either. You know, now when we say we stand on the shoulders of our ancestors, we mean that our ancestors are our foundation. It doesn't mean that we had to do everything they did, believe or accept everything they said. And so when we examine their work and we find, you know, an error in their work, it is our duty, it is our responsibility as scholars and as teachers to correct it. And that's what Asar did. So I just want to take this time out to say kudos to Brother Asar. It took courage to do uh, what he did because, you know, he received a lot of backlash from that because you do have brothers and sisters in the community who hang on to the every word of our ancestors and our elders. So that took a lot of courage for Brother Saw to step forward and say, hey, you know, this is wrong. And guess what? It's okay. It happens in academia. It happens all the time. Let's take, for example, Benjamin Franklin. For years upon years, Benjamin Franklin was regarded as the father of electricity. And he thought that the movement, um, he thought that electricity was due to the movement of protons, and then later on, they found out that, wait a minute, electricity is due to the movement of electrons. But they still refer to him or still revere him as the father of electricity. So Shikanti Joe will still be and will forever be regarded as one of the greatest minds of the Pan-African community. So it does not taint his image. And we should be able to correct our ancestors. So that's what I want to say, because I feel like I'm rambling on. I also want to say that we are huge supporters of Comedic Press. Again, I have their book, my eye, sitting right here. Siba, a researcher's first handbook. And a matter of fact, I'm teaching a, a class next semester called Introduction to Electrical Engineering. And I'm gonna break it down into three modules. First module is gonna be based on or focused on critical thinking. My second module is gonna be based on research. And we are going to be using Comedic Press's book and Morgan State School, of, Morgan State University School of Engineering. Um, I co-founded a book club with Brother Black Panther's wife, Sister Alima Njai, and our next book is What Must Be Done by Comedic Press. So we are huge supporters 
of Comedic Press. Um, I just kind of wanted to put that out there. And I have nothing left to say, Brother Tinjetti. That, that was clear, concise, and on point, sis. Okay. Um, you see, Nihisi, you in here? Um, okay, so he's he must have uh, stepped out. A smash, you in here? Magi, you, you got any closing remarks? Maybe he stepped away. Okay. Uh, sorry, do you got any closing remarks? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Are y'all there? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I missed half the bill. Okay. All right. Do you have any closing remarks, you know, just in general? Yeah, I just want to thank everybody for uh, their contributions on the night. Let people know you still can find that book online. Just Google Magi Blurb or put Jonathan Owens. And, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's a good bill. So peace to everybody. Thanks for putting the time in. All right, fam. All right. All right, Lassar, you got any closing remarks? Yeah, peace. Can you hear me? Yep. All right. Yeah, so again, uh, as I stated previously, I uh, appreciate the bill. Uh, you know, the universe works in mysterious ways, as uh, the, the, the church would say. And so maybe this was divine intervention. Uh, either way, how you interpret it. Um, I appreciate it. I appreciate everyone for participating and for their insights. And one of the things that I try to do, as I told uh, you know, um, after my stint with the Hebrew Israelites, I made a vow that I would not, you know, latch on to personality, that I will always seek truth, and I will go with the truth no matter what I faced, you know, as a result of it. And um, I think I've been consistent with that, you know, over and one of the things I want to stress to the community is that when when you get to the truth of things, it allows you to to uh, solve problems more accurately. And so we, you know, it's one of the reasons why I love science because it's, it 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 has a built-in mechanism to remove your emotions, which will cloud, you know, saying your judgment. And so I look at this as I'm a general, and I'm responsible for putting a plan together for us to win this war. And if I don't have good intel, and I command younger folks to go out there and fight certain battles and don't equip them with the tools necessary to win the war, I can send them to be ambushed and you know get killed and then ultimately lose the war because of bad intel. And so while this is metaphoric, this is intellectual warfare, but it goes on beyond that. And so the, the, the information that uh, the intel that I'm providing our troops, meaning our babies who's going to take our place and continue our work, it has to be accurate. And I'm not sending them off to get ambushed by the enemy. And so uh, that's my commitment. And, and, you know, anybody want to know my end game and why I do what I do, the way that I do it, that's why. And so um, this has been a, a, a helpful build. And uh, I just appreciate, again, everyone uh, for participating. And we'll see each other moving and, 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 uh, to and fro, you know, saying uh, doing what we do uh, in the community. So... Uh, respect. All right. All right. I'm sorry. Thanks for that. All right. Um, do you have any closing remarks? 
thank you for did you fall? Okay. All right, let's move to the next. All right, Wu Zhao. Um you have a uh, close remarks. Yeah, briefly, um I want to uh say um earlier at the beginning of the discussion, um Sunwear Nku, you had made a statement something to the effect of that you are our brothers and that you you will regain our our something as elders as well something to that effect right and so what i want to say is that you you all are our elders okay and i want to say that collectively you have our word or i should speak for myself really that that <laughs> speak for myself that you have my word that you can be assured that when we do address information public claims publications with claims in them that we will do so with respect and with good character all right and i think all the elders of our community need to understand and know that we're not some fly-by-night folks we're not the wild out rough on the edge uh folks you know uh, mo uh you know and i'll speak for myself again i'm not a a, a a wild guy i'm not out there you don't see me out there uh doing all this stuff and everything matter of fact i don't even like like my name and stuff being I, it took me a long time just to even get used to the to the uh title of seba you know i know you all were in, in the class i was like nah I'm, you know <laughs> just in the classroom just say saber but not not on facebook or anything so but my point is is that moving forward i want you all to to rest be assured that when we address things that we're going to do it with class professionalism uh, good character and with respect and in writing all right so you know don't confuse us with the element that's out there because i know like you like uh i think uh brother kufu's uh, or no one of you all has said that the inspiration of your show in the first place was not really us it was it was a bunch of stuff but you know we kind of got caught in there and and you know so anyway i just wanted to, to um to make that uh be known and real quick uh, to to the elders that are not here, especially um, Dr. Dakar, um, that I definitely understand uh, that he he talked to everybody individually on the phone and has apologized the whole nine. And listen, that's that's excellent as well. I wish he was here, you know, live, but he's not, and and that's fine. Um, and but to him and his team, listen, they do brilliant work, and and you all have already stressed that there's no there's no friction so i don't want anybody in the public to try to try to even attempt to use anything to try to wedge something between the university commit press and the amara squad or any of these elders on the panel it's not gonna work we're not having that all right we love right. our elders and we are in solitude and solidarity with the elders period all right so i just want to make that clear and that's that's it and I, peace to everybody and I, I really appreciate the opportunity to to speak and to even be participating in this can i, can I say something real quick I, um, I, I know this, uh, we started this before midnight, but uh, at, as this is the uh, third day of Kwanzaa and the principal is Ujima and it's collective work and responsibility to build and maintain, to build and maintain our community together and make our sisters and brothers problems, our problems and to solve them together. So I think that's a perfect principle Hmm. Uh, not only for today, but for this discussion. So I just wanted to throw that out there real quick. You know, nice, nice. Um, yeah, thank you for that, Kufu. Um, Panther, do you want to say something real quick? Just real quick. 
so everybody else get 20 minutes. I got to be real quick. No, I'm just messing with you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, three seconds. Three? Oh, dang. For the, done. Self-destruct. For the sake of Dr. Matt. Oh, you're done. All right, you're done. I was done. just going to say, no, sorry, uh, sorry. goodness gracious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> doing me like I'm at the Grammys. Uh, I was just going to say uh, it's important to uh, practice Iwa Pele with each other, um, especially each other, those the researchers in the community. A lot of people translate Iwa Pele as good character, but it's actually gentle character. Mm-hmm. And uh, emphasis on the gentle part. Uh, we should all be a little more gentler with each other. Uh, things can always get heated, uh, especially in uh, conversations. But, you know, as Olatunji Mwamba said, uh, we all do this because we love our people and we want to see change in our community. That's the only reason that, or that should be the reason that, uh, you know, we have these discourse. So, um, I'm glad that this happened. I didn't get to uh, catch all of it. It worked, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll catch it on the playback. Uh, thank you to Brother Mku, Brother Olatunji Mwamba, Brother Kufu for showing up. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that this discourse took place. And then that's all I got to say. All right. All right. Do I thank you for that. Um, so I'll, I'll do the final, final closing remarks here. Um, you know, again, I still want to shout out to our elder Takai Kilimanjaro. Um, he's still he's still one of our elders. Okay, he's still to be respected and honored. Um, Infadisha Jehui Dimes and Haru is still one of our elders to be respected and honored. And again, we've um, we've had conversations with them. You know, so um, think there were things that were resolved in private and in public. So, you know, any of those issues, you know, the community understand, we're handling it. So um, everything is in accord. Okay, so I'm going to do a screen share. Um, Bujak, I don't know if you, if you can make, make it extra large. Yep, as soon as you share it, it'll be full screen. Okay, all right. Let me move this over. We'll end with a, with a few quotes here. All right, so this is the instructions of Kagemi's father. And I think it's appropriate for, you know, this discussion here. The respectful man prospers. And I believe that us showing respect to each other um, will le- lead to our prosperity. Blessed is the moderate person. So that goes to that Iwapwele, that gentle character. Open is the tent to the quiet man. So we're being open to each other here. All right. Spacious is the place of the one common speech, meaning that, be controlled of how you say things. And I think some of our elders here were talking about how you say things. And that's what this um, uh, principle uh, teaches us. And again, there's in, 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 this, in the spirit of scholarship, there's a reference to the top and we see the transliteration. Okay, next one. This comes from the instructions of Akshishank. This is from the late period of ancient Kemet, um, the 11th column. Line three starts, may I get to know my neighbor that I may give him my goods. In other words, we are getting to know each other and we're sharing our resources. May I get to know my brother that I may open my heart to him. And this is what you witness here, that we opened our hearts and our, and our resources to each other. And then here's a good one. Here's the line 11. A man's character is his family. 
A man's character is his family. A man's character is one of his limbs. So your character is an extension of you. You can't separate from it. Nine, column, column 12. A wise master who asks advice, his house stands forever. So here we're, giving, we're asking each other advice. Ask advice from your um, elders. Ask advice from specialists, etc. And this is what happened tonight. So, again, the objective was to achieve ma'at. And so at the top, we see the, the symbols, the metanetra symbols, and the transliteration, and the translation. And I believe that we spoke truth tonight. Everybody spoke their truth. We didn't hold anything back, but it was in the sense of right doing. I believe that we did this thing right. It was in order. We had... We had an order. Uh, we had a time, etc. You know, of course, we were a little late, but you know, we had the, we had technical difficulties, but we kept the specific order. There was management involved. Okay, the comp, the entire conversation was managed. I believe it was managed well, and I believe that everyone else shares the same. And we had that cohesion. At the end of the day, we had the cohesion, and we achieved. And I believe that we achieved ma'at tonight. And this is what it's all about, achieving that goal of um, truth, justice, righteousness, order, reciprocity, and balance. And in the spirit of scholarship, there's the two references at the bottom. So um, I want to thank everybody uh, for um, coming in and participating. This was a necessary program. This is a classic conversation. <laughs> classic. So... We can end out here. Shim Hotep to everyone, all the listeners. All right. See you next Shimhotep. time. Right. Shim Hotep. Shim Hotep. Shim Hotep. Hotep. Hotep.